Welcome back to Word of God. We are three English majors who have set out to analyze Supernatural now that it's done to figure out what was it supposed to be, what did it become, and how. I'm Ash, the old-time fan. My pronouns are vi, vim, or it, its, and you can follow me on Tumblr at the voice of Nightvale with dashes. I'm Emma, the latecomer. I use any pronouns, and you can follow me on Tumblr at Lazarus Emma. I'm Wyatt, the newcomer. You see him pronouns. Don't worry about following me. I feel lied to. It's not a Dungeons and Dragons tattoo. It's just a D20. You can use that for all sorts of systems. It's not even a D20, like, officially. It's a 20-sided die, because they can't say well, D20, because a... their audience isn't actually nerds. I mean, that's a D20. I mean, it, it, it is a whatever. D20, but they didn't even say D20. That's yeah. true. Are you complaining I mean, about I Charlie's tattoo? I am, I'm, and I'm going to I'm joking about being lied to. I'm not joking. <laughs> okay. Well, let's talk about the first episode first. Um, I just want to say yesterday was April Fool's Day, and so for a bit, I renamed myself on Discord to the ghost of Grognard's past and started jokingly trying to pitch my RPG crew into playing fantastic medieval campaigns. Which is a like a remake that someone made for the original version of D and D that was made to be played alongside Chainmail. Why are you such a fucking nerd? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure some people in our audience, the people on Wyatt on the Role Plus Bond server, you just made I'm three sure people very happy. Yeah, I don't even know what he said. I play games with this motherfucker. People know what Dungeons and Dragons is. Yeah, but I don't know what the fuck Chainmail is. Oh, Chainmail is the uh, war game that Gary Gygax made before Dungeons & Dragons. Dungeons & Dragons started as a supplement to Chainmail for playing fantasy games instead of medieval, like, like regular historical medieval combat. Okay, valid. All right. Uh, today, we are talking about yes. Supernatural Season 7. Uh, episodes 19 and 20 of Grave Importance, and of course, The Girl with the Dungeons and Dragons Tattoo. Content warnings for these episodes will include... Content warnings for this episode include gory death, missing persons, serial murder, particularly of women and women who are sex workers, abusive situations, leviathan typical cannibalism and corrosion, fat phobia, and discussions of Harry Potter and all of the stuff associated with it do, 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 do. if you'd like us to warn for something we don't already flag you can reach us through our ask box on tumblr or send an email to wordofgodcast at gmail.com and if you want to send us questions at that email uh make sure to put castiel in the subject heading mm -hmm. do we have any emails no i would have gotten a notification we do have an do ask have, though right we do have an ask we do have an ask i think we have multiple we have an ask and we have a we have a piece of trivia um, oh so yes, starting from Will, the, the trivia master. Starting with we the have piece of trivia from of Will. Trivia. Uh, this is this is extremely late, uh, but this this clicks together some things in my head. Um, but uh, Dean does not like Jefferson Starship because it was the it's what happened to Jefferson Airplane after a bunch of band members left, uh, and people like Starship way less than Airplane. That which is why Dean would hate it. That makes sense. I've never fucking heard of Jefferson Airplane. You they have or haven't? Um, I haven't. The one that's like, go ask um, Alice. I don't remember what the title of that song is. Is it White Rabbit? Oh, that's Jefferson I, Airplane? I, I believe I so, so, yes. I believe they oh. are both, yeah. Hold on. Yeah, White Rabbit is oh. Jefferson Airplane. Also somebody to love. Okay, to be fair, I don't know if I've ever heard the original White Rabbit. I've only heard what? covers. Let's see. I've heard the one in Sucker Punch and... 
Is it in Fight Club? No. There is in another movie, but I think it's also a cover there, too. Anyway, I don't know if yeah. I've actually heard the original. I was introduced to the song in Sucker Punch. That's fair. Yeah. Okay, then we have Which a 2 Which changed my ask. brain chemistry. The, um, the... From Beautiful Glider. Wait, What's did you idea? not... Hold on, real quick. Did you not watch the uh, Matrix? The, the Matrix, uh, oh. Matrix 4 trailer? Oh, uh, <laughs> I have no fucking idea. Okay. I might have watched watch the trailer. The I didn't watch the and movie. do do you not watch the Matrix Four trailer? Are two very different questions. I have seen the Matrix. Uh, I mean, the Matrix people people like when that trailer dropped, people were like, "Oh my god, it's the Matrix again!" So a lot of people watched it. That's fine. That's the original song. Is my point, not a cover. Anyway, okay, good to sorry, know. Sorry, Emma. Good to know. Right, so our ask from Beautiful Glider, hi again, Beautiful Glider, says, okay, in my defense, I need y'all to know that when I said some season seven episodes were good and some were bad, I was definitely counting 713 Slice Girls among the bad. I uh, think Emma Winchester is a compelling character idea for reasons already mentioned by Ash and Emma, but the episode itself is just yikes all around. And then as a follow-up, oh, and also that cold open for 716, Out With The Old, reminded me of the song The Red Shoes by Kate Bush. If I knew how That's to make fan vids, I would totally do something with that. But since I don't, I'm sharing it here in case anybody else gets inspired or happens to know if one already exists. I don't. I'll have to look into it. I don't, but I like that song. That's my only comment on this. It's good. Good. You have as a good taste as the resident AMV maker, apparently, I I might do it if I decide to. So thanks for the suggestion. <laughs> yeah, make a TikTok with red shoes. See, they would need us. If you want yeah, to I was gonna us. say, can you do? Is Red Shoes on TikTok? Can you do that? Oh God, I forgot. Not on business, business TikTok. Account. Yeah, yeah no. I would have to do what I did for for my um, cast AMV and and post the the real version on Tumblr because mm. they won't let me put Hosier in a TikTok because they're homophobes. Um, we also have anyway. a second question here, which kind of ties into the themes of the second episode here, at least a little bit. Um, yeah, I can read that from Anonymous. Hey, I really enjoy the podcast, especially how your perspectives vary because of your different experiences with the show. Thanks. And I'm curious as to your thoughts on our, as to what your thoughts are on how influential Supernatural is over culture. If that's too broad, then maybe in regards to fandom culture specifically, LOL. I do like this question. I don't know if I have a coherent answer to it, but you guys can go yeah. first. Yeah, it's, it's weird, right? Because, like, Supernatural is everywhere mm-hmm. in terms of, like, like... It's it's a show that ran for 15 seasons. People know about it. I don't know how much it influenced other shows. I don't know about influencing like, other shows. I mean, probably. Probably. Mm. Like, I, mean, I guess, like, we can... Go on. Oh, sorry. I mean, there's other, like fantasy dramas that were around the same time period like yeah. vampire diaries well, and once upon a time but that once was just like teen the wolf, way the... Was that the right era which one i think teen, teen wolf. wolf was pre teen wolf oh god wasn't it pre supernatural or didn't it start running before cuz the thing is, I, is they were the actual i think the, the actual like uh uh prototype for all of this is like x-files and buffy which yeah. have was 2011 had... to 17 holy shit okay wow i thought it was older than that all right um so this is the thing is it's hard to untangle because supernatural we talked we've talked a lot about how supernatural like does not do anything new supernatural is a like um god this is mean this isn't true about supernatural but you know how like ai art 
will take in like the broad <laughs> themes of the of the data set it's given and replicate something. Supernatural is a little bit like that, where it's like, okay, plug in Buffy and X Files and like Stephen say, King. Supernatural dares to ask, what if Buffy Summers was a trucker? Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's like you know, it it questions. does do its own original stuff. I would never, I would never besmirch the writers in such a way to compare them to fucking chat GPT but it is very much a derivative work in a way that is mm-hmm. fine like it's fine to be a derivative work mm-hmm. um but I don't know I if mean, it really broke new ground in a lot of ways yeah. except for how long it is and in homophobia yeah well, it's literally like the last American um what what does what does Tumblr call it the last great American queer bait because like you can't have a show uh-huh. like this now like if you made season four now like either Dustiel would go canon or it wouldn't you wouldn't have 10 years of stringing along fans because people just would not stand for it today um, no like, team wolf and supernatural we were like it's enough times are changing if you do this again we'll molotov your fucking house in Minecraft. whatever happened yeah, to the 100 this is, like this is actually yeah. the thing it's hard to chart supernatural's influence because yeah it's kind of the end of an era like mm-hmm. shows it's, for... it's concurrent <laughs> with a lot of things very similar yeah it's not like like homestuck where it came in like sorry at the beginning of like online fandom culture and like you can see the change in fandom culture in real time in the forums I mean, it, if you look back it is, far enough. It is, though. It's just that it outlasted all of that. Like, there's so many different eras of it's Supernatural. It's living in its own echoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, because I, what, 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 what homestuck was out in 2005? I'm trying to place everything on a timeline here. What? Harry Potter? <laughs> Homestuck. I don't know what, what part of Homestuck? Oh, sorry. I thought you were Ash. Homestuck started in like twenty nine, two thousand nine, two thousand eight oh. or nine. Sorry, what I thought you were be like what? Online on, I, f- in I thought you were like about talking about Harry Potter. That's why I said Harry Potter. Why the fuck would I be talking about Harry Potter? I never said I... those words. Why? <laughs> no. I okay. Pause. What I mm-hmm. thought you meant was what comparative online culture explosion was going on in 2004 and 5. And my answer to that is Harry Potter. You are correct. You would be correct in that. Um, Yeah, I'm just trying to establish like a timeline. And I guess you're right. Homestuck is a little bit later than Supernatural. Um, But like Emma said, it it does kind of exist within its own. Because 2009 was still season 3. That was when it was still the Crypt Key show where it was Season still like in 2009 yeah uh yeah so like just off the tail end of season three starting season uh season four like that was still very much the like emasculate not emasculate the masculine like americana version of it all it was before the tumblr girlies were like really yeah before before I mean, they Destiel, latched on to it like i mean was just being born in 2009 yeah I mean, this there were Winces shippers, but it definitely. But it wasn't like, the zeitgeist in fandom culture that it is now. Yeah, like it um, was part of Super Hulock. It is definitely of a type alongside. Um, oddly, to me, not really. Uh, it's it's uh, fandom contemporaries, Doctor Who and mm-hmm. uh, Sherlock, but uh-huh. more stuff, more stuff like Merlin and. Yes. Um, all the shows uh, I watched as a Once teenager. Once Upon a Time. Like, those <laughs> sorts of, like, serial stories that, like, nevertheless ha- 
have a like overarching plot that they will mm -hmm. do slowly. Um, and yeah, which is like it's hard to disentangle the zeitgeist of the era about like what was being inspired by what. Mm -hmm. And as far like that's and as far as like now, like we have the Winchesters, but like um in general, like nerd media has become so divorced from like primetime TV. Like nerds aren't watching television anymore. Television is for old people. The the success of shows on on primetime are like Rushmore, which is like or like Rushmore or um Blue Bloods, like cop procedurals and like mm -hmm. Uh, what, he's like a park ranger in Rushmore, right? I don't know. I don't know anything about Rushmore. Is it even Rushmore? Am I even? I don't fucking know, bro. What's that? What's the show with with Han Solo? Yellowstone. Sorry, not Rushmore. Oh. Yellowstone. <laughs> I didn't know he was in Yellowstone. He's not. It's Kevin Costner in Yellowstone. Oh. I confused. I confused my old man popular actors. I've never seen this man before. Wait, what? <laughs> I don't recognize this man. Hold on, let me look at his his. Let's see, he was in Pigeon Figures. He's in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Is that the is that the parody one? Is that the funny one? That's Men in Tights. I don't know. Robin Hood is like fun pulp style. That's the one with Alan Rickman as the Sheriff of Nottingham. I don't know if I've actually seen that. I think we've gotten off the point. <laughs> point point is is that like. These shows, which we know nothing about yeah, as big old nerds that don't watch shows that air on the television, um, it's hard to chart this sort of thing because it's become more um, short form. It's become like Netflix and Amazon Prime and show like it's it's uh, the Lord of the Rings show. Yeah, I feel or... like, yeah, like nerd culture has kind of shifted. Fandom culture yeah. has shifted. So it's not like nerds are the ones who watch TV shows. Um, this is exactly what Wyatt was saying. So sorry for sounding like I'm saying something new. But like okay. I have the same, not problem, but kind of like not love for how Charlie is portrayed in the second of these episodes mm -hmm. that we will talk about. Where like, yeah, she has like the big name fandoms. Like where's her obscure mm -hmm. shit? This isn't This is nerd. also, this is this Okay, is you like Harry Potter? Thinking, so does yeah. everyone on the planet. It's 2012. Yeah. What are you talking well, about? And that's why it's a fascinating episode for the era that it came out in to me. Mm -hmm. Exactly. This is actually a great episode to talk about this ask in because yeah. of Charlie's introduction. Yeah. Um, so I guess, like... So the place that Supernatural holds in culture is that, mm -hmm. like, because it used to be symptom not symptom like, emblematic of being a fangirl, you know, like, su Supernatural watchers were either the blue-collar truck workers that Kripke was aiming for or, like, girls on Tumblr, um then, like, Supernatural continues to exist in, like, you know, like, God, I fucking hate talking about, like, the book side of TikTok. Book talk is the word I was looking for and forgot. I was like, bookler? <laughs> um, bookler. Like, I don't think there's real merit to discussing, like, book talk as, as an actual problem or phenomenon. I think that the problem's are not unique to TikTok, but whatever. Um, but, like, that category of book where it's like, oh, a white girl thinks she's oppressed for being nerdy. 
Um, and like that kind of character will frequently like mention having supernatural merchandise or something like that. You know, like, oh, she was back in she was in fandom back in the days of cringe fandom. Uh-huh. That's where supernatural yeah. lives. Yeah, I think honestly, I think a lot of it has to do with Super Hulock. Like Super Hulock was exactly. a thing for a reason because all yeah. three of those fandoms kind of overlapped. And Doctor Who has kind of like emerged from the ashes and <laughs> has like changed a little bit. A lot of people Yeah, a lot of people fell off of Doctor Who during Moffat's era because it sucks. Um and things like that everyone agrees that sherlock sucks and then supernatural has had this like weird revival where we're all kind of postmodern about it where it's like <laughs> this show fucking sucks but also my blorbos and also disrespecting um yeah, <laughs> jensen like ackles opinion on the character he played exactly. for 15 years we're bringing, is funny like queering the text death of the author to supernatural mm -hmm. and it's like this is mm -hmm. such a stupid subject to bring that to but we're having such a good time I yeah, mean, and you don't have so, to do that with Doctor Who. This is the this is sort of the thing uh like I don't this is not hmm. I am not throwing Felicia Day under the bus here. I I'm <laughs> sure she has her own like niche nerd interests etc. But honestly, she really is just playing herself and like who mm -hmm. she is as like a symbol of geek culture because mm -hmm. this truly is the era where like the the what we see now as like culture being regular culture now basically uh has begun to start happening and it was her and will wheaton that were really like the faces of that uh mm -hmm. like she was there on the ground floor of like critical roles like becoming a thing and exploding like she mm -hmm. made the guild which was like the mo like the huge like uh uh extremely popular like uh, animated sh animated web series mm -hmm. about a MMO. And it's like, this is the thing. None of the things that, like... It's weird. Because Geek and Sundry did talk about a lot of, like, more niche stuff um, in, the, like, the board games that they played and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. But their whole thing was, like, kind of being, like, the ambassadors or like the intro to mm -hmm. like geek culture in a way that's mm -hmm. like of course her character is into all the stuff that now is just like normal culture like star wars mm -hmm. and marvel uh etc but uh, yeah lord of the rings yeah but she's, like, a no she's a normie by our standards i will but say at the time that was like that was how you were a, yeah, a geek the i think in in my defense of charlie she does have one thing that is still niche, which is she has a big, prominently displayed Tank Girl poster. And Tank Girl, I feel like people still are like, who? What? What's that? It is a little bit more niche. You're right. Yeah. I didn't even notice the poster. And if I did, I don't know if I would recognize it. But... I was like, yeah. I bet why it's going to know what these posters are. <laughs> yeah. So that's my that's my defense of Charlie is that she's big into Tank Girl. And that was that hasn't had its that hasn't arisen to the same primacy as Star Wars and Marvel and Harry Potter. Yeah. And Lord of the Rings. I, there's a, a lot that I love Charlie. She is my baby girl. Um, she's but... to make you say that, though, you know? Exactly. Uh -huh. No, she's, like she smells like she's, plastic uh, to me. And well, that's that, fine. But, and she's the, allowed that's to. That's also Women can the do whatever they want. who Felicia Day played like in as a as a celebrity figure. Yeah, that is it is very much like to the point where I thought Felicia Day was also a lesbian. 
Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> when I was younger. That's how you're supposed um, to watch Dr. Horrible, by the way. It's That's true. The correct reading. Mm-hmm. Everyone in Dr. Horrible is gay. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so, like, Charlie is very much, because at this point, this is like, it's, it's a little bit different from when Becky was first introduced, where the show was, like, outright mocking its fans. Now it's like, Charlie is, like, like Wyatt said, she, she's the bridge between the normal Supernatural fans and the Supernatural fans who would point at the screen and be like, oh my god, she likes Harry Potter. Oh my yeah. god, she has a 20-sided die tattoo. Like, yeah. that, that was how it was being a fan of things circa 2012 and, and to, like, 2013, 2014. Yeah, which um, is it's it's fascinating. She's like this is this is why we've done this podcast, you know? Like mm-hmm. this is a fascinating view of history of the to- of the period. It's a mm-hmm. slice of life piece. Yeah, uh and of course we'll we'll also have to talk about the problems with um Charlie's character because they do exist. Mm-hmm. Um but that is for when we actually get to that episode. Um but yeah, that's a really good question to think about, like, as we yeah. go into that. Yeah, and so I good think timing. with that, uh, after we've already kind of started talking, but listen, I mean, we would have talked about this later anyway, so mm. it's fine. Um, shall we Shall we begin the synopsis of the mm-hmm. ghost episode? Yes. So, 719 of Grave Importance uh, was written by Buck Lemming, which is surprising because I did not vomit while watching this episode. Yeah, this was this was mm. pretty good. Yeah. This I was a good vomit. pair of episodes. I was just bored. <laughs> I like these these episodes. Sorry, but also, I did not like this episode. I don't like hate it the way I usually hate Buck Lemming episodes. <laughs> so I guess there's that. You're valid. I probably would have also been bored, but I was doing two things at once because I have ADHD. Yeah, you your synopsis. Uh, sure. That's totally <laughs> what I was doing. Um, but I can definitely see how this would bore you. I would. I thought Wyatt was gonna enjoy this because it's ghost stuff. I did enjoy it because it was ghost stuff. I also yeah. liked the way it was shot in a lot of ways. Like I like the spooky house. I feel like it's a mm-hmm. good. It's a good set. It's like yeah. Okay. I like so... all the extras and all their fun ghost costumes. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it. Uh, we open with Dean and Sam having tacos on the hood of their car of the week when they get a call from a woman, Annie, who's another hunter. Uh, she's got some of Bobby's books and thinks maybe the boys want them, so they agree to meet her for lunch. She's also working a case in the area. We cut to two teenagers making out on a sofa in a clearly haunted house. When Annie pulls up, the two rush to leave before they can get caught, but they're cornered by a big guy who says they shouldn't have come here and runs at them. When Annie comes in, she discovers the teenagers dead on the floor. Then her flashlight flickers out and the front door slams. Title card. Uh, we cut to Sam and Dean at the restaurant they were going to meet Annie for uh, at for lunch. Dick Roman is still digging stuff, but no idea what he's digging for. Since Annie's still not here, they're worried about her, so Dean keeps calling. They head to Annie's motel room and look at the research she's gathered on the case she was working, a haunted house where people keep disappearing and the cases are never solved. Bobby's been sitting in the room watching them, and now he's expressing annoyance that he's doing ghost shit, but neither of them are noticing. When they get to the house, Bobby is able to see all the other ghosts in the place, tons just kind of standing and milling about. Uh, he tries to talk to them, but no one responds. They find Annie's phone in the house, but no Annie. Uh, and then Annie finds Bobby. The bad news is, if she can see him, she's dead too. <laughs> um, Annie, all in all, is handling it pretty well. Bobby's trying to teach her how to be a ghost, but they both suck at it. Um, so Bobby and Annie watch another ghost move a chair and sit at the bar, and they ask him for some, like, tips. Um, 
They get some training out of him. The only way to move things is to either have complete calm or to use anger. Yes, use your hatred. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Uh, one of the ghosts screams and rushes at them and vanishes. Uh, the ghost at the bar, whose name is Haskell, explains that that's what happens to ghosts who linger. At different rates, they all lose their humanity until there's nothing left. Uh, Sam and Dean are still coming up with nothing re regarding the bodies, and Annie notices a young woman is eyeing her from across the room. Her name is Victoria. She was a sex worker at this house when she when it was a brothel. Blah, blah, blah. When it was a brothel. Uh, Victoria is the one who left the mysterious ghostly voicemail on Annie's phone saying, free me, but she won't tell Annie what she meant by that. Suddenly, Bobby vanishes because the boys and the flask have left the house. Looking for more information, they follow Aunt in Annie's footsteps and go to the Bodega Bay Heritage Society, where they learn about the history of the house. The heir to the house, Whitman, was surrounded by tragedy and death all his life. The big guy we saw in the cold open is Dexter, who was a convict and apparently a very violent person. So... Dexter was convicted of killing a bunch of prostitutes and also Whitman's fiance the night before their wedding. He fled, but then returned to the house where he was later found shot to death. Uh, we cut to two teenage boys standing outside the house filming themselves. They're going to follow their friends, Debbie and Dudley, from the cold open and investigate the house to see if they can find out what happened. Well, presumably to get clicks on YouTube, but you know. As Dean finishes up his shower, he sees ghostly writing on the fogged up mirror saying, Annie trapped in house. Then Bobby starts writing his name in the in the mirror. Um, with the teenage boys, we get essentially a repeat of the cold open. Dexter charges the boys, telling them that they shouldn't have come here, but Whitman stops him. Uh, then Whitman shoves his fists into their chests and kills them. Uh, Dexter was trying to warn people away from the place, and Whitman's the one who's been doing all the killing all along. Uh, Whitman then, like, absorbs Dexter or something. Uh, it's weird. He, he does some um, ghost cannibalism to him, yeah. Yeah, he, he does some ghost cannibalism. Uh, it's like a punishment and, and makes him go poof forever. Uh, while Annie watches Hidden. Uh, she tries to grab the camera from one of the teen's hands before Whitten can come back. And she convinces Annie or Victoria to do it for her, despite her reservations and fear of Whitten. Uh, Venus comes in not long after and drags the bodies away. Bobby takes the flask out of Dean's pocket and hides it in the house so he won't be tied to the two of them. The camera falls at Dean's feet, and they watch the video. In the video, they see a faint, reflect, a faint reflection of Annie's spirit, so now they know she's here and dead. Annie tries to get Victoria to show the boys a sign because she can't get the hang of being a ghost yet. Uh, Victoria appears to them and tells them what's going on. She's in the middle of explaining when she bursts into flames. But they know the important part. Time to salt and burn Whitman's corpse. Uh, he sneaks a key into Sam's pocket and follows them out. But since he's out of the house, this gives Bobby and Annie time to snoop around and find the bodies. Since the place was a speakeasy once upon a time, Bobby figures there's got to be some secret rooms and stuff, so they start looking around. They find a passageway into a room where Whitman has been stashing all the bodies. The teenagers are there, and so is Annie. They find Victoria's bones still burning in the fireplace. At the cemetery, Dean and Sam are getting ready to burn the bones when Van Ness appears and tries to crash the car. He tries to kick their asses, but Dean shoots the key and slingshots him back to it. And slingshots him back to the house. Uh, Van Ness catches Bobby and Annie trying to get all the bones into the fireplace, but before he can hurt them, he uh, burns up. And then when Dean and Sam get back to the house, they can see Bobby. They have a conversation about how it's wrong, that Bobby's still sticking around, etc. And then they start to burn all the bodies and leave. They have a brief argument outside, trying to convince Bobby to let them make him pass on. And Bobby's not happy about it. They talk about what they can do, and Dean basically says, wait and see. And that's the episode. Yep. <sighs> so I like the ghost lore, but the rest of it is so boring. 
<laughs> it is a lot of like go here, do thing, go here, do everybody thing. Everybody says the same information four times because that nobody's in yeah. the same room as each other. Yeah, it's a lot of standing. I will give you that. Yeah, and I don't I like care this... about Annie. I don't. She's just knockoff Ellen because care. you killed her. Like yeah. it's so it's, boring. It's... Annie, when when Annie showed up, is like wait. Am I supposed to know this character? They act like you're supposed to know her because episode? they want you to get invested real quick because they're about to kill yeah. her. Like, I don't care, though. You didn't do a good job. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, yeah, they our friend like, Annie. Like, no, I don't know this person. Yeah, they're like, ah, crap, we need to... We, we've we killed all the other characters, so we can't have a recurring character they be in this role. They could have brought I mean, I don't want them to kill Tamara, but she's still out yeah. there. She's a hunter they already I guess know. that's true. I guess that's true. Yeah, that was actually the thing. I was like, wait, am I... Is, is this Tamara? No, because that's because she's not named Annie. Like, what's going on here? Who is this person? Yeah, exactly. Whatever. I think it can work to have like a character that you've never met before, but the characters act like they know the person. Like that's what yeah, happened. Yeah, for sure. Bobby's uh, the... introduction. Of course, it works. Yeah, it's just like they've, they've done that a bunch time. of times. Not if it's you're just, just like... obviously going to kill her. Yeah, and she's really paper thin. Mm-hmm. And. Like, the the joke is that they've all slept with her, which, great. Great introduction for a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The family bicycle. Oh, boy. I sure hope they don't do anything yeah. terrible to her. I mean, yeah. it, at least she doesn't... She, uh... She isn't portrayed that way, if that makes sense. Like, she isn't stereotypically, like, slutty or flirty, I guess. The way, like, um... Yeah, there's just, like, uh, two jokes was. about it, and not really at her expense. Yeah. It's just, like, mm-hmm. a cheap joke anyway. It's just not a great joke for a character who lasts, like, ten minutes. Yeah. Um, and then is killed brutally. She's literally Granted, she's not killed open. off screen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she is killed off screen. We get yeah. to see and her she, like, she gets lot. to be there for, you know, the rest of the episode, and she, she yeah. gets to help Bobby out and stuff. Um, but it's, it's, you know, supernatural and women. Yep. Yep. Whatever. Um, most of this episode, this is my favorite part of this episode is that most of it was filmed at um Kennical Convent, um, I believe, which is a Oh, no, sorry. Kennical A Kennical Convent, uh, cuz that's apparently a thing. Um, called like Rosemary House, um, of uh, the Rosemary Estate, which is currently where uh, uh, Kennical Convent's uh, Vancouver branch is uh, happening. Is is hosted? That's where the nuns live. Um, it is a hundred and six year old uh Tudor mansion. Um, so the vibes inside of it are immaculate. And they really haunted it up. Yeah, the like nice. if you look, if you look up pictures of it, like it's gorgeous inside. Like it looks like a mansion. Um, but like they they gave them permission to come in and really turn it into a haunted house, and it looks great. Oh wait, backtracking for a second. The one thing I will say is, um, quote unquote, good about the they've all slept with her joke is that it allows me to say that Sam's cursed dick got her. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I do, I do love the, the, um, she was stressed and I didn't have a soul. Yeah, so, he, he Sam has a reason. the slut Sam strikes again. 
Yeah. Let me. I found a, a PDF of the the Rosemary Estate. It is very pretty. Yeah. Um, I can put it in the refs for y'all. Oh, the young, yeah, the nuns may not live there anymore. It apparently went up for sale a few years ago. I would like to buy it. <laughs> Good if luck. If I had money. It is uh, $26 million. That's, that's more expensive than some castles in Scotland, I think. <laughs> well, yeah, that's because it's in Vancouver where the price of land itself is absurdly high. And has it been, has it been, um, what's it called when you, like, rebuild a, a place to give it central heating? Restore? I, yeah, has it been restored? Presum presumably. Or, like, What's its energy efficiency rating? Because all the ones in Scotland are, like, C's and D's. Well, yeah, I mean, this isn't a castle. This is a mansion that was built, like, Still. only a hundred years ago. So it was already presumably built. Only a hundred years with ago. Okay, yeah. Bad. The with keeping heat in. <laughs> That's fair. But also, okay. this, this, is, this is it's Vancouver. It never gets that cold here anyway. Speak for yourself, Canadian. Well, he did. He literally I, did. This is the mildest. It's got the mildest climate of of like anywhere in Canada. It gets cold. Which isn't which isn't saying much, but like it's the same. <laughs> it's the it's the same like climate as like Seattle. It's, it doesn't get cold here. Well, I guess it probably doesn't get cold in Seattle either. No, right by the don't ocean, ask me. It gets cold the... as shit here. Well, yeah, that's because you live inland. You don't have the ocean <laughs> to as a as a thermal regulator. This is just a, such a this is a bullshit podcast episode, you guys. <laughs> Are we ready to go? So anyway, talking? it's filmed in this nice mansion. We we they talk about Annie. Um, we see these kids get ghosted. I do like that the big, large, scary man is actually a nice guy. It's like the it's like a fairly normal twist, but I'm it's glad that so we weren't like obvious. ah the convict. I, listen, I'm glad I don't that know. they went with that and didn't just make him the bad yeah. guy. But like, it's such an obvious twist. It's like, oh no, really? No way. <sighs> I did not have a good time. Emma with is this the one, hater guys. for this episode. I, I mean, am. we're watching I Supernatural. Really it's not. not a good TV show. My like my <laughs> expectations are like. I don't know if they're lower than yours going in, but I like I'm just I'm just here for what the show is at this point. Just yeah, when they reveal that it was not Dexter, I wrote in all caps, "Wow, a twist, no way." Yeah. Um earlier I wrote this is boring as shit. Yeah. I have somewhere else immediately undermined. Yeah, this is an episode of a TV show. I will remember the nice cool haunted mansion. Maybe yeah. in like five years, but that's. I have that's a lot of thoughts about, about like remember. the ghost lore situation and the end mm -hmm. scene, and that's it. Oh, I forgot. I also have the words "not compelled" like on the second line of my notes. I just <laughs> simply do no not care about the Doesn't episode. even compel. Doesn't even compel me. <laughs> that was my Benoit Blanc impression. It yeah. wasn't yeah, that very good. Tell. No, <laughs> it's okay. The okay. The best thing about this episode is the shot where um. The boys walk into the house, and then like Bobby follows them in, and we see from his his perspective as the camera slowly moves around him that there's just ghosts everywhere, and they're just kind of like standing there ominously, like some of them are just staring at the floor. There's like a really good shot, like looking up past him, and we see a bunch of ghosts like up in the banisters and on the staircase, like looking down at him. It's very, it's like eerie. It's good. Mm-hmm. That's where my notes say in all caps, ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. The ghosts are a good part. He goes, je m'appelle Bobby. 
<laughs> it's so horrible. Um, chronologically, please, please, please. Yes. Thanks. Oh, this is my... where this is where my next note was. <laughs> like, oh, my I first see. note is, oh yes, the sexiest place to make out. What is it with teenagers in this show and wanting to make out in clearly haunted places? Do te do do teenagers in real life? want to make out in clearly haunted mansions and 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 uh, abandon insane asylums and shit like how true know. to life is this i never left my i mean teens love to go to haunted places i think they yeah but to make to be out murdered because they have all these candles lit everywhere and then they're like uh -huh. oh no we're gonna get caught and they just walk away leaving all the candles burning yeah yeah, yeah. didn't even bother to blow them out Anyway, I'm surprised it is very didn't season burn the place one down. Of, like this scene. It is like, very this, season one. This is very season one. This is mm -hmm. exactly how cold opens used to be. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't even like making out in comfortable environments. Let alone on a <laughs> dusty ass couch with cobwebs everywhere. I don't want a cockroach on me. Thanks for that. Um, Dean has a line before they call well, before they get a call from Annie. Um, where they're having their, like, fast food or whatever, and Dean goes, you know, even though the world is going to crap, there's one thing I can always count on. These things tasting the same in every drive through in every state, in our great nation. Um, <laughs> I think this is, like, a little bit of foreshadowing for the whole yeah. Leviathan fast food plot. Um, mm -hmm. Silly. Not bad, silly. Dean, you're just, eating like, goop again. Sure. It's Dean. That's, that's, that's who yeah, Dean is. Like, that's, it's cute. Line. Yeah. I think we it's love even him. good that it fits in with the plot. Mm -hmm. I just needed to call out the Americana shout out. Yep. Mm -hmm. Did anyone have any other notes before? Oh, I guess there is one other thing before they go to the mansion, which is Bobby trying to get their attention. He's like moving the curtains and he's like, why do you never look when I do this stuff? Which is, yeah, I know fun. it's great. He's so frustrated. <laughs> he's so He's so grumpy. And I, I do, I, this is such an obvious, like, cinematography thing, but I do like him sitting there with the boys, like, he's yeah. in the foreground and the boys are in the background and, like, they're not even, obviously they're not looking at him, but I like it. I like it when people who aren't there are there. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes Same they thing have, with, like, with I think it's this episode, episode, they have shots where, like, Sam and Dean are talking to someone or whatever it is, and, like, the camera pulls back a little bit more because Bobby's, Bobby's there, right even though there, we can't yeah. see him in this shot. It's good. Yeah, who directed this episode? Uh, Judge uh, Tim Andrew. Jake's. Okay, that was close. Tim, and this is his second episode directing with Supernatural. He also directed season seven, Time for a Wedding, um, and then he has four more throughout seasons eight through eleven. God, not Dog Dean afternoon. Oh God. I well, fucking hate this show, you guys. <laughs> this is the I like the the directing in this episode. Yeah, directing is probably fine in that one too. There's also uh, the bit where um they leave without Bobby by mistake. Uh, oh, and Bobby's just stuck sitting there because Dean's jacket with the flask is on the chair, and he goes idiots. And there's like the door opens, and a disembodied arm of Dean comes in and grabs the jacket. <laughs> Very funny. Mm -hmm. that is funny um this is the teen wolf guy uh this this director he is the one of the executive oh. producers he was of uh teen wolf he was there for 100 episodes of that show so speaking of teen wolf uh teen wolf what the one of the few shows of that era that i never watched but i know enough about it to be glad that i didn't watch it mm -hmm. uh, woo or whatever those guys said <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Um, so then, yeah, they then they go into the, the house. house. Yeah, we get all the ghosts. Um, they find Annie's phone. Whitman is uh, admonishing Dexter, Dexter for trying to help those people. Yeah, but later. the phrasing is just slightly yeah. ambiguous that you could conceivably think that he's yelling at him for killing people, which yeah. sure he is. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, Bobby, Bobby and Annie needs meet. Annie. Yeah. Bobby, it has, uh, Bobby, Annie has a shit ton of white makeup on her face. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, significantly It looks kind of silly does. sometimes. Yeah. My theory is that it would be hard to get that much white makeup to look natural with his beard. Like, you'd have to, like, put yeah. it in under. So they just didn't do the that. The beard makes it hard. And also, he's in a lot more scenes than she is as a ghost. Whatever. She just looks silly. I like your jacket. Yeah, it's a cute jacket. But yeah, her face is very, like, caked. Uh, mm-hmm. It's noticeable. Mm-hmm. You can see it, like, cracking on her lips. Yeah. I don't have any notes for the scene because I think she's a very boring character. Um, I do like that this guy's name, the ghost that they try to get advice from, right? Um, his name is Haskell. Uh, Haskell, I guess, is the English way to pronounce that, um, which mm-hmm. is a Hebrew word meaning, like, wisdom. Like, Seichel is the brain. Um, nice. So I, I like Fitting that they name. have, like, the advice guy has a name yeah. thematically appropriate. Symbolism in my supernatural? It's interesting that, like, um, Annie is capable of holding on so well. Like, that's my note for the scene is Bobby's, like, it took me, like, a month to get myself together. And, like, we see the kids who just died walking along. She's like, kids, hello. Um, I don't know. I guess she just has a strong spirit or whatever. This is the other thing yeah, I, I like. I have very few notes for this episode. The other thing I like about this episode, it's not in this scene. It's the next one. But I like that they're, like, ghost training. <laughs> Like, Bobby keeps going, like, I gotta get Zen, I gotta clear my mind so I can do ghost stuff. Yeah, I guess. I think it's boring that he figures it out within, like, the scene Oh, yeah, but that's, that's it, television. You know? Like, it's just the pacing is stupid, but, like, fine. Yeah. Ghost training is always fun. I like his stupid little, mm-hmm. I am vengeful. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> he's um. so, he's so mad about it. It's so cute. <laughs> we get the really stupid uh, ghost phone call. And the phone number is all uh is is all just asterisks. I, oh my god! It's I, so why funny. would there be a phone number? She could just speak through the speaker without the phone displaying anything. But of course, it has to be like the phone has to be displaying a number for some reason. She's hacked into the phone. Oh, this is natural. And she's just like, "Free me." Um. We then see. Sorry, I'm not gonna pronounce it properly but haskell like step through the wall in a way that does genuinely look very cool mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this actor's really good for a, a like background character yeah gets, he's like, very um he's very considered like we see him uh-huh. slowly move his chair he like sits down with his book to read bobby hates the movie ghost with patrick swayze don't let dean hear you say that bobby. exactly um and then that ghost like fucking explodes at them yeah, she does do a little bit of a freak out. Yeah, she starts screaming, runs at them, turns into dust, and yeah. vanishes. And Haskell <laughs> says that we deteriorate at different rates, some sooner, some later, and eventually all like that. Uh, and then you you like see some ghosts who have like their faces decomposing. Yeah, that was cool. That was a good shot. And Bobby calls mm-hmm. it ghost Alzheimer's. And like, yeah. interesting to consider that ghosts also die. 
ghosts they deteriorate i mean i feel like we talked about or like seen about this before it makes sense that like because you're in this state of like spiritual limbo like you can't move on and so it makes sense that like you're stuck here in a way that's very similar to like what happens to people's people like mentally when they're in like solitary confinement like humans need to be around other people to be people which is i guess my why it's thesis statement on the world in general this is like the third time i've brought this up but it makes <laughs> sense for ghosts like they're alone they're stuck with the same fixation that they can't act on and it makes sense that they slowly begin to like fade because of that and yeah, i don't I'm know out of this i think this is pretty cool i do think yeah. it gets into like the question that's at the heart of a lot of supernatural's questions which is like what is a life worth living what kind mm-hmm. of life is worth living um which i'll get back to at the last yeah. scene of this episode this is the, the one thing about annie i thought was interesting was that what, what she has to say about that later Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I wasn't sure if they implied that the ghost that freaked out on them, like, if if she disappeared, like, disappeared, or if she had just vanished back into the veil. Because, like, what I think is that they deteriorate, but they never really disappear. They just become, like, f- literal phantoms yeah. uh, with, with nothing, like, like, zombies almost, where they just... They they yeah. they work on instinct of this unfinished business because they can't move on. Not until someone burns their bones. Well, I think or until they. I have a different read. I do think that there, she just doesn't exist anymore. Or like yeah. there isn't you know a remnant of spirit as a ghost. Like the ghost is gone. I think both of the both of those are compelling. Mm-hmm. I can see both of them. I'm a big fan of like ghosts as residue, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. much of the per- uh, uh, this is why it talks about Hellboy again. But um, mm-hmm. that's really common in Hellboy, where he will go to somewhere like clearly haunted, and like a skeleton will open its mouth and go turn back, and it's like the last vestige of like the person that was in there and made the same mistake and is trying to like help someone. I always find that kind of like ghost thing pretty compelling. But regardless. Uh, they try to pick up the candle. Um, this is where he's like, you could use Red Hot Rage. Haskell's kind of rude I think to it's them. interesting that apparently none of the ghosts here, even though they were presumably all killed by this uh, Whitman guy, none of them have seemed to fall for the like uh, losing themselves in rage thing that they're worried is going to happen to Bobby if he sees Dick Roman. Um, unless the ghosts yeah. who do that just get eaten by him. Like, that's possible, I guess. Yeah, like, he's the assume. weird, like, tyrant of the house. Yeah. And they're all like, well, I guess I just live here now. I guess yeah, I, I mean, if it's either now. that or dying a second time and, and, and never, you know, not just not existing anymore, I would imagine a lot of people would be like, well, this isn't such a bad gig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're just vibing. I can definitely see that after a while, everyone just gets kind of, like, trained into docility. Mm-hmm. Um... Because they don't want him to poof them. Now, um, speaking of which, uh, we meet uh, Victoria here. Mm-hmm. She's like, hey, you're hunters. Oh, I, uh, my, I was scene. like, why do my notes here say gay rights? Uh, it's because Bobby goes, is it me or am I being checked out while oh, he's yes. looking at them? And Annie goes, no, stud, I'm being checked out. Hell yeah. Yes. So true, queen. 
Um, when she's starting to be like, hey, can you help me? Bobby gets teleported back because Dean's drinking from the flask. Bobby's like, hey, why are you leaving? All the action's in the house. Mm-hmm. And then the boys go get lore from a museum on the house. I like that it's called Bodega Bay. Yes. Um, the house is about as old as the show says it is. That's my only real note for this scene. Bobby continues to try to poke things and continues to fail, <laughs> um, which is fun. Like, it spices up the exposition because yeah. it's really boring to I... hear about the history of a house, but Bobby's doing some fun things in the foreground. Yeah. I do like this, like, history professor-ass, like, curly mustache old man. Oh, literally so true. He's so great. He's old man goals for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This is you in, like, 30 years when you're, like, a full-fledged librarian. 30! Okay, 45, I guess. I don't fucking know. I spat out a number! <laughs> oh, on that note, guys, do you think it's weird that, um, I almost said Ellen, that Annie is in her 30s? What? Uh, oh, yeah, I did not believe that. She is? She is She's milf-age, my man. Um, I think the intent there was, like, it's not implausible for Bobby to go after a 30-something-year-old, uh, and it would supposedly be implausible for Sam and Dean to go after someone older than that. That's the read I have on why they chose that age. Um, which is yeah, patently untrue. Which is stupid. Um, she's at let, least in her 40s. Let Sam and Dean chase some cougars. Yeah, um, yeah also, let, let them Like, let Why them does Bobby cougars? keep going after like women so much younger than him? This is Jody all over again. Yeah. I know. It's weird. Wasn't that episode also Buck Lemming? Was it? I don't know. I don't know. Don't quote me on anything. I don't I don't even know how to do simple math <laughs> um, in my head. Boys go back to their motel room. Uh Bobby's finally able to zen himself enough to uh write a message in the mirror, classic ghost stuff. The boys are like, Oh my god, it's Bobby. Bobby. Uh we get these yeah, this is, YouTubers. This is where my notes say, Good jobby. Good jobby. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> he did it. Someone's written a fic about getting a Javi from Bavier. Shut up. Ew. Ew. Oh my god. Ew. <laughs> anyway, I like these Horrible. dumb YouTubers. They're making spooky music. It's They're so Wait, funny. Wait, hold on. If Krabby is Crowley Bobby, then I guess Javi would be John Bobby? Uh. Don't you fucking dare. Everybody tag Ash in your Javi fix. God, please. I will kill you. Uh, we get this intercut between Bobby being like, hey, it's me, and the, the teens in the house getting spooked by ghosts, and Annie trying to be like, hey, dummies, get out of here. Mm -hmm. And yeah, this is where we see the big guy try to run them away, um, and uh, Whitman shows up, and they're like, thanks, and then he's he kills them. Haha. -ha. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Um, I do think the ghost cannibalism is a really good effect. Like they spent a lot of budget on these special effects for the ghosts in this episode, mm -hmm. and it looks great. For those of us not watching at home, uh, Whitman like puts his arm on the ghost, on like puts his hand on the ghost that he's gonna eat, and there's like a golden glow, and the ghost starts glowing, and then they're like poofed. It's a pretty it's cool effect, it, like, I on his eyes it. and everything. <laughs> um, I just realized 
he sort of, I, I was trying to be like, who does Whitman remind me of? He kind of reminds me of Howard Stark. No, I was just going to say Stark, that. Howard Stark, Mr. Like, House. Okay, okay. Uh, and yeah, he is. Walt Disney, uh, yeah, he is, yes, he also Punch. right. That's actually the thing. He looks like Walt Disney, which is like Howard Stark's characters modeled yeah. after. Howard Stark, Mr. House, all of yeah. the the rich rich people. Yeah, but Walt the Disney is the is the guy him. who all his yeah. other characters are based off. Of. Yeah, he looks like Walt Disney. Uh-huh. Thank you. Yes. The amount of times I see this type of character. Yeah. It is I'm like also, the um, the character. Cool he's sucking them. Yes, it's true. If you're if you're gonna have an old kind of uh, uh, shitty <laughs> rich white dude who's like younger, Walt Disney is the is the template. Uh huh. If you want him to look like he's from the 1940s, <laughs> which like he's not though is the thing. Like he's from I the <laughs> from the 1910s or whatever. Yeah, it's you know. What did Henry Ford look like? Is this also a Henry Ford? Oh, no. Good question. Henry Ford looks like an absolute ghoul. Oh my goodness. I mean, he was, so that's fitting, but wow. He looks like a oh, Doctor Jesus. Who alien. Like, he's, like his yeah, jaw he does. is going to unhinge. He, he, where, where are his eyebrows? His brow bone is eating his eyes. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? His face is going to slough off to yeah. reveal like a... Like yeah, a, he looks like the silence. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Nikola Tesla might be what you're thinking of. Oh, yes. Yeah, Nikola... I mean, yeah, but Nikola Tesla was, like, older than that, but yes, he also yeah, was, like, it's, the it's slicked back hair mustache. It's that same kind of aesthetic. Yeah. yeah. But he wasn't... He wasn't ever, like, rich. No. <laughs> he's the he's the kooky inventor archetype, which is different. Mm-hmm. But he did kind of dress and look like this, yes. Uh, anyway... <laughs> He does the murder. Um, I like poor poor Dexter's. Like they're just children. I can't watch this happen all over again, which was was compelling to me. It's like the one line that he has, mm-hmm. and then he gets ghost eaten. F's in the chat. The effect is cool. It's like you know absorbing mm-hmm. shiny light. It looks all right. Absorb a lot. <laughs> Not the absorb a lot. <laughs> <laughs> And he's you like, know what? I was waiting for Supernatural. Gotta... They never made us think about the implications of oral sex with a sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, it's Victoria, true. we have to do something. And she's like, I'm scared of him. I can't. And she's like, come on, we got a girl boss this. So true. We're merely food to him. Yeah, I did like that. Food and perverse entertainment. Yeah. Um, Victoria yeah, there's something compelling. To... Oh, go ahead. Go on. No, you go. Uh, there's something really compelling to me in, in the abstract of, like, I would read a book about this, uh, of, like, this ghost patriarch who everyone who lives in his house are people he's killed, but, like, they are all subservient to him, like, even in the afterlife because of his power for, that he gets from eating people. Like, it's good. Like, he's mm-hmm. the, he's the cool evil concept. capitalist. Man of the house, literally. Like, yeah, it's fun. I could definitely see this being a Victorian horror novel. Yeah. Or like a gothic horror. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that is Victorian. Southern gothic is specifically what I meant. Yeah. Sorry, what were you going to say, Emma? I was going to point out, uh, move us forward by pointing out that Victoria refers to her sex worker. Yes. Um, 
position as being a fancy lady, which is a nice little old term. It's cute. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Annie goes, fancy Annie lady, goes, a hooker, and Victoria goes, please. Don't be crass. Yeah. Um, we see him dragging the body to his secret bookcase. I love that there's a secret bookcase. We love a secret bookcase. <laughs> uh, the boys are loading up. Bobby sneaks the flask out. No. Yeah. Which like is fun because like he you think it's good again. thinking, and then he like he wishes he hadn't done it because he's supposed yeah. to be with the boys. Like it, it is fun. That's good. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they watch the video. I like Dean's also, little like uh, these indie films. Nothing ever happens. Yeah. Um. I also like the um the flask situation as set up for the key thing that um Whitman like slips his key into Sam's pocket as a way of following them, which is very good. Mm-hmm. Nice little oh off. yeah, of course, yeah. That is immediately <laughs> like we see. Hold on, let me find the spot. Well, you find that uh, this is when they talk to. Oh, sorry, it's after it's after Victoria dies. Yeah, I was gonna say um, this is where they talk to. This is where they see Victoria. Yeah, um, she's been a ghost longer. She knows how to do that. Yeah. Uh, and he, and he's like, "Hey, get to the point." And she goes, "In my day, we believed in polite conversation, which is." Is a good She's line. so funny. I love you, Victoria. I I want to watch a show about Victoria. Uh huh. Like I said, like I would watch this horror movie. This like mm-hmm. I, I like. I find the idea of ghosts still being in peril after their death like always pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Like the stakes are now like, like the their soul of, being destroyed. Of wishing someone rest in peace is because it's a possibility that they wouldn't. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but speaking of which, she gets set on fire. She does. Which also Sorry, looks pretty good. Yeah. It does look pretty good. Their their digital effects have gotten much better. Yeah. So then we see Van Ness put the key in Sam's pocket. Yeah. Dean and Sam walk uh, drive off, and he's sitting in the back seat. So if you have a brain, you process, oh, that's why he put the key in his pocket. That's great. And then instead, we get, you know, the cut, and Bobby and Annie are like, oh, he must have pulled a number like you in the flask, probably planted something on the boys. We just saw that happen! Why are you telling yeah. me what I just saw happen? Yeah, this yeah. is some, like, lowest common denominator TV writing. Yeah, really boring. Anyway, Bobby finds a secret door, and he goes, still got it, with, like, a little saunter through the door. He's so funny. Yeah. I it's love fun. him. Yeah, Ghost Bobby is fun in terms of, like, oh, I can still do hunter stuff, but now I can use my ghost powers to do it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long that's gonna last, but we do get we do get him doing the hunter stuff of fighting in the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they go into the evil room. Uh, they find Annie's body with the other bodies. Um, they're like Bobby goes, yeah, you know, this is what we do. And he goes, it's a little different when you're on the receiving end. Oh, I'm sorry. Did somebody not conceive of ghosts as people? Did you not realize uh-huh. that dead bodies belong to people? Oh. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I said I said once before that like uh them putting ghosts to, to rest is like the most like non-morally complex thing that the boys do. It's like, yeah, you got to put those ghosts to rest. Like that's a that's a classic thing for this type of person to do in a way that like you can have empathy there, like you could do it well, but sometimes it is like they just they just burn the bones and like, well, they do they treat it like pest control and i like mm-hmm. that annie's pointing out like yeah this is the thing we need to do but we we can tend to do it disrespectfully like we don't yeah think also of she our... asks mm-hmm. like do you think that 
burned bones like does that ghost go to heaven hell or just yeah and bobby goes i don't know just gone yeah which is weird because we know thank you we know that like i we know that they that there's somewhere to go there's multiple places to go like there there is a heaven there is a hell so it's like yeah, when you give someone a hunter's funeral, it's the same as as burning their bones and setting yeah, setting them to rest. Say, as a yeah, is the, is the imp- that they're not getting into heaven. Yeah, is the implication that cremation also doesn't get you into heaven? Like it's weird. But we like we know that it does because yeah. presumably they gave. Uh, well, I guess Joe and Ellen got their own hunter's funeral because they blew up to bits. Yeah, but <clears throat> Ash burned to death, and he was in heaven. Yeah. John had his hunter's funeral and he was in hell, but that's because he made a deal. Mm-hmm. But then he got to go to heaven afterwards. Yeah, which is whatever. But like I'm saying, his whatever. soul did not exist because he had a hunter's funeral. But yeah. I guess his no, soul I'm, was I'm taken saying... to hell before he was even funeralized. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That's fair. If but it doesn't disbar you from already heaven. going to either heaven or hell, then by the time the fu- hunter's funeral happens, you'd probably already be there, so it doesn't matter. Mm. But if you're yeah, depending on whether or not you ran ghost, from your reaper. That's what the hunter's funeral is there to prevent. So if you're going to be a ghost, then yeah. you should just not exist. Yeah, I guess that's the thing. is like evading your reaper or like not choosing. If the reaper comes to you, that's the only chance you get to be like have your soul taken away like otherwise it is bound to the earth forever and, until it fades or is destroyed yeah that's rough that my makes ghosts way is, sadder my assumption is is that everyone gets a reaper technically everyone gets a choice what annie didn't see one that's true yeah, well okay but i think that's cursed. i think that's van ness van ness he has like a gravity that is keeping them tied to the house so until they burn her bones, her her soul is is not like I don't even think yeah. like a reaper could. It's not even on their radar. Yeah, it's invisible because to the Van Ness has Van like Ness's that power. power. Yeah, yeah, because we saw Tessa with that little kid in um, Death Takes a Holiday. Is that the episode? Probably. Uh, yeah. Um. So like, I think I think the reaper is the norm, but if you yeah. But, like, there's probably certain instances where either the Reaper doesn't get to you or you decide not to go with the Reaper, and that's how vengeful spirits are made. Yeah, I mean, we and talked about this burning the bones the... rectifies that. We talked about this when the Reaper showed up. and like, well, I guess most ghosts have refused their Reaper. We Go back and listen to the Reaper episode for us to have this mm-hmm. conversation. We don't need to relitigate it. Yeah. Out of all the people who have died. Annie yeah. does refer you know, to herself as a regular numbers. ghost with no choice in the matter. Well, that she... is interesting. Maybe a violent death is different. Yeah, maybe. Because we do have, like, a concept of violent death being more likely to cause a ghost. Well, but we had the the little girl who died of a terminal illness. That's not violent, and, uh, though, is the thing. It's like, you. we haven't seen the Reaper show up to anyone who was, like, eviscerated by a chainsaw, for example. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. I see. Yeah. Well, like, Bobby was killed by a gunshot. show up. Oh uh, yeah, he was in the, the hospital for a while. So like, if you're just if you just die like instantaneously, yeah. they don't get to you in time or something. Or like the the I mean, Bobby died of a gunshot, but he said he didn't feel a thing. So is it like the trauma of your death? Like if your death well, was hold on. painful, he was in a dying way that could... for a long time. He he died of the of the gunshot, but he was he didn't just like die on the spot. Yeah, That's but why apparently... he was fighting off the reaper the whole time. Yeah, but also he said that he didn't feel it. 
Like he like when I he's guess. like I died to a shot shot to the head like it didn't feel a thing. He says that in this episode. I don't know. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> we can write Tumblr posts posts yeah. about our Watsonian explanations. Um, we will not drag it out here. I I do like also right before this when they talk about the house or like it was a whorehouse, a uh, boarding house, a school, a speakeasy. I like like I wish there'd been more about the history of the house, but I do like. Like, we see all these ghosts from different eras. This, again, could be a cool movie that's just about this. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, they find the secret passage and the bodies and they have this conversation. Um, she wants to disappear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She hopes that she just doesn't have anything after this. She says she's ready for some peace. Wasn't much of a life. Yeah. It's lonely what we do. And Bobby goes, well, the life I had is the one I picked, which is nice. It's mostly <laughs> true. Um, mm -hmm. And she says that he had and the she boys. She said you had the boys. Yeah. 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 She doesn't, like, have... Presumably, her, her thought process is, is she doesn't have anyone waiting for her in heaven if she got yeah. into heaven. She doesn't want to go to hell because it's hell. But we already so know that, like, heaven is also heaven. super lonely. <laughs> Yeah, well, she doesn't know that. Yes, I know. It's it's just sad to think Even about. Even Bobby doesn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think the boys um, talked to him about that. I mean, they might have, but it would have been off screen, so I can't say for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, She's looking at her corpse. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where we get a classic supernatural, like, bad things happening in two places at once. Uh, Whitman is hunting them. While the boys are like burning his body, he almost kills Bobby, but it's fine. Mm -hmm. Well, hold on. First, he almost kills Sam, but they shoot the key. Then, well, yes, that also Bobby. happens. I'm just like skimming through all this because it's just action. Yeah, there's. It's very boring. I love how shooting the key is so stupid. Is yeah, back to it's the house. dumb. God, Dean will see a problem and be it like, "Is anybody gonna sense. shoot this?" And then it works every time. <laughs> Like, I don't know if it... Are, are bullet casings made of iron? Presumably not. They're made of some alloy. Hey, Alex. Are bullet casings made of iron? Most things aren't just made of iron these days. No. He's saying no repeatedly and shaking his yeah, head and looking at do, me like I'm insane. You can do more <laughs> efficient things. Like you can make alloys, etc. Like, anyway. He says brass. Really the boys... Ones are steel. <laughs> the boys see Bobby. They do. They do. He shows them where to look, because they can't see Annie. Yeah, like he goes, Annie hi, boys. Hi. And Dean goes, Bobby? Yeah. And he goes, wait, you can see me? Which is a classic ghost moment. Love that for him. Yeah. So true. I'm going to have a new best friend. He's He's got his ghost power now. He's like stuck on that Swayze as he picks up the flask and tosses it back to uh, Dean. So good. Uh, this is where Sam realizes the thing that we realized is that Sam's attempt to communicate with him never worked because he was always alone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bobby points out that Annie's here and goes, she did not say this. He goes, she says you both look uglier than she yes. remembered. Then he like smacks her, she smacks his yeah. back. Which must have looked pretty funny because he cute. just like sways in place to their perspective. It's fun. Um... They're like, Bobby, why didn't you move on? He's like, because I want to stay and help. Um, if life wasn't comfy, why should death be comfy? Oof. Wow. Oof. Yeah. 
Uh, that's the last we see of Annie, right? Because they burn all the bodies. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. they, Bobby goes, I'll miss her, and they all, they're all like, yeah, we'll miss her too. Bobby goes, well, you didn't know her like I did, and they all go like, ah. Uh-huh. Which is silly. Mm-hmm. As a callback to a previous joke, it's pretty good, except that the previous yeah. joke was dumb. Yeah. It's like Hunter's funeral kind of thought we gave you one. What were you thinking, Bobby? Wow. Dingus this is really crazy. I think this is yeah. wildly out of character, frankly. What, are you telling me Mr. Can't Let Go is like, you should have stayed dead to his dad? Well, he's only well, he only thinks that about himself. He thinks everyone else. No, Dean hates it when his loved ones leave him. He's bad at grief. He loves right, the but, denial. But he also cares about him. the natural order. Yeah. Yeah, Bobby being back is just, like, not doing great things for their grieving process. Yeah, it's prolonging. Like, he's trying to get over it, and now Bobby's back, and he's a ghost, which is the thing they hunt, so of course but, he's mad. See, uh-huh. that's the thing. I don't think Dean does try to get over things. Well, no, he doesn't. Um, I think he tries. I, think... I don't think he ever succeeds. <laughs> I th- I think, um... I think there's a direction you could go here oh God, where, did my where go? the boys have a disagreement where neither of them is wrong, which is the best kind of writing disagreement, where Sam is like, no, Bobby should be moving on because that's the natural order and grief is normal, um, as he has been saying about grief. Uh, and Dean is like, no, it's great that Bobby's here and he can use his super ghost powers to help us. That's fantastic. Why do you want Bobby to be dead, Sam? And Sam goes, but he is dead. You know, like, there's so much there. Why am I not writing the season? I don't know. I, I can, Dean has never I, I been like, th- a monster being here is good. But it's Bobby. He was, you know what? He wasn't willing to kill Sam when Sam was supposed to be a monster. Well, he's not killing Bobby either, but he's still mad that Bobby chose to become a monster. Mm-hmm. But they're very much like, oh, you should be moving on, which is death to a ghost. Possibly. Yeah, because then he wouldn't be a monster anymore. He'd be he'd be where he should be. Right, but by that logic, then it sh- it would be better for Sam to have been dead when he was a monster. I, I here's what mm. I, here's what I think it is. I think I think Dean, I think in Dean there is like an emotional war happening where it's like he's here, which is great. You know, you miss him. You were hoping that he was here, but also you know it's against the natural order of things, and yeah. you know that this never turns out well. So he is putting his his emotions about it aside. Okay. So I can accept that read because Dean is very good at denying himself what he wants. I just think that it's... Listen, it's it's canon that this is what he's saying. So I have to accept that that's at least the story that's being told. But I think it's frustratingly a reach for me to be like, well, this is what he's saying, but the truth is the exact opposite of what's actually being shown to me on my screen. Um, I think there's a way to explain that and make it make sense, like you just said, but I don't like it very much. I prefer my <laughs> version of it that is the thing. I mean, valid. The thing that, that Jensen Ackles is expressing with his acting is like complicated and frustrated feelings. Like, you can see on his face that he's happy to see Bobby again, but you can also see that he knows it's his duty as a hunter to make things like Bobby move on. Yeah, and you know what? Maybe they'll get back to this in later episodes of Ghost Bobby. I don't know, but I feel like I was not thrilled with this reaction. All right, I mean, that's fair. 
Also, again, this is where I said we would get back to, like, the question of what is a life worth living, you know? If Bobby is still being a hunter, and he's still currently himself, and he has all of his faculties about him, who are you to decide that he should be killed? Like, it is death. He, he's, he's here right now, even if he is physically yeah. dead. Like, I... I mm -hmm. Well, and that's what makes it know. a good conflict, though. Uh-huh. I think... Yeah, I just think the... that the, the argument that he should move on feels almost bioessentialist again. Well, yeah, but that's Dean. Well, In this way, is the yeah, bioessentialist yeah. show. Exactly. Like, I, so think, I, th I think, I think the, the show the wants us to have conflicted feelings sense. about it also. I just think... I, I don't think that Dean actually wants Bobby to move on. Oh, yeah. No, I think what Dean wants and what Dean feels obligated yeah. to say is is the, the contention point here. Yeah. Um, I think when push comes to shove, Dean very often lets his emotions win out. He Dean. doesn't kill Sam when Sam is a monster. He he sells his soul for Sam, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He does all this stuff. So I think, like, what he's saying now, he's he wants to believe that he would do what's right, but I think if push came to shove, it's very possible that he wouldn't. Um, Again, or at like, least I'm, would I'm, have more of a conflict about I'm it. I'm withholding until but right see, now it's like, just a if, theoretical. If Dean does in fact like figure out a way for Bobby's I don't know, to reburn Bobby's bones or whatever is gonna be the solution to get him to move on. If Dean Burning does that without like having a little talk about it, I'm gonna be upset. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean so they talk about this in the car and Sam's like, well, maybe we can make it work. And Dean's like, I don't know, maybe like, that's the thing is like, I feel like if he wasn't very obviously happy about his surrogate dad being back, he'd be like, we have to burn the flask right away. We have to do something about this. But instead, yeah, he's if just it was mad literally about anybody it, else, but is like, he's not pushing Bobby to be like, he, he's not saying I need to do something about this. He's mad at Bobby for not doing what he viewed as the right thing to do, uh -huh. which is also and great because he's, he's a hypocrite Dean about it hard. because he also yeah. refused to move on back when he died. Yeah, I, I, I think what's what makes Dean mad about it is less that Bobby's here and more that now it's his and Sam's responsibility. They have because it's easy to to burn a, a ghost bones. Uh, and make them move on when you don't know the guy. Yeah. But this is Bobby. It's like killing him again. And they don't, like, they can assume that he's going to heaven, but they don't, they can't know that for sure. And it probably feels like a type of murder. And no when matter doing what. It to someone they care about. Like, there's basically two endings for him, as we, we've seen in this episode, is either he's going to deteriorate to the point mm -hmm. where he's, like, just a wisp of a personality, or he's going to go, like, angry ghost mode and also, like, lose himself. Like, no matter what, they're going to lose him again. Mm -hmm. Like, he's not going to stay static like this forever, because ghosts fade. That's what this episode is expressing to us. Yeah, I think I think Dean just doesn't like... Because he. I think he came to terms with the fact that Bobby died, and they had to say goodbye, and they had to burn him. And now... Bobby is back, and he has to make that decision again. Yep. But it's even harder because Bobby is there to tell him, I don't want you to do this. Yep. So he feels obligated, but also his emotions are getting in the way, and also Bobby is telling him no. Um, hopefully it gets, you know, it, it ends up in a good way, but it's season seven, so who knows? Uh -huh. God. No, I, I'm definitely with you, Ellen. Like, this may turn out bad, like... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess we'll see. <laughs> I don't remember how this ends, so. Yeah. Well, 
uh that's the episode um yeah after yep. let's see an hour and a half uh-huh um annie hawkins was played by uh jamie lunar who was also cindy lubbock in just the ten of us peyton richards in savannah lexi sterling in melrose place rachel burke in profiler lisa colby in all my children and cassie saletti in murder in the first whitman van ness was played by antonio cupo who was also antonio uh principato in mystery island marco moretti in bomb girls and captain bruno fabi in blood and treasure Victoria Dodd was played by Elysia Rotaru, was also Harper Hill in Choose Your Victim, and Tiana Ven- Venedikov in Arrow. Uh, and Debbie, the girl from the cold open, was played by Stephanie Van Dyke, who was also Senti Santiga number one in Dirk Gently, and Lucy Sable in Nancy Drew. And, uh, did you, sorry, did you have a Dirk Gently reaction there? Yeah, I, I just don't always remember this character. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I didn't remember her, so I wondered if she was maybe a season two character since I didn't watch that one. Um, anyway, uh, take a break now. When we come back, we'll talk about the girl with the Dungeons and Dragons tattoo as I go make my dog stop. Episode 20, The Girl with the Dungeons and Dragons Tattoo, directed by John McCarthy and written by Robbie Thompson. Uh, We open on the boys talking about the mysterious dig sites and still not having any answers. And then Bobby ghosts in to talk to them. Uh, Dick's been building human slaughterhouse sites and buying off fast food chains. The reason they want to cure cancer and other diseases is to engineer the perfect herd, as Bobby says, um, to eat. And you gotta figure out what those dig sites are about. Um... We get a brief cut of Felicia Day doing hacker shit, and Sam gets Frank's last email. Uh, He's warning them that his drive got hacked into and is probably compromised. Sorry, it didn't. It's going to get hacked into, uh, and yeah, is probably compromised. Um, It has a lot of important info on it, including where Baby is. Uh, He did put a tracking device in it, and they see that it's right in the middle of Richard Roman Enterprises. Five hours ago, Felicia Day, playing Charlie Bradbury, goes into work, uh, where she is hacking into super PACs to donate money to animal rights. Uh, also, she talks to her coworker Harry about scoring last night at a reproductive rights function. Shoutouts. Uh, she's such a queen. Uh, <laughs> um, Harry is worried that she's going to get caught regarding the hacking, uh, and then she is called to go speak to Dick. Dick says some fun metaphors that are actually true. She thinks she's being fired, but actually it turns out Dick likes her a lot. He wants her to to, to decrypt Frank's hard drive. She has three days or she's fired. She gets in and Frank has encoded some kind of AI robot voice mimicking the computer from War Games. Uh, But it's a trap and uh, this is what triggers the email to get sent to Sam. Uh, Dean and Sam are going to go get that drive back uh, and they're leaving Bobby behind because they don't want him running into uh, Dick and going vengeful. Um... Charlie cracks open the drive and debates checking out the files, and her Hermione figure gives her the strength to do so. Uh, we get a montage of Frank's <laughs> we get a montage of Frank's voice talking about the Leviathans, and a shaken Charlie goes to find Pete, her manager, who is currently being chatted to by Dick. Uh, he's dinner. Charlie sees this happen and takes off. Back at her house, she starts packing, and then Sam and Dean break in. Um, we get a commercial break here, and if you were watching this on TV, you would get a Sucrocorp advertisement, uh, <laughs> which is great. It gives big Monsanto vibes. 
Um, back in Charlie's house, the boys explain that they found Charlie because Frank's countermeasures jacked her webcam. Uh, they bring her onto their side pretty quick as they talk about monsters, and uh, she starts hacking into Dick's email for them. But it's hosted privately, and the only way to get in is Dick's office. They start making a plan. Uh, Bobby watches them do this because he, like, slipped his... Uh... Oh, no, no, right. They're back at his... No, wait, they left him. He slipped the flask into the car, right? I'm confused about... No, we, just, we see them watching... We see him watching them... To foreshadow that he's about to do something, which is to say, plant the flask on Charlie. Right, but didn't Currently, they leave him behind? He's perfectly allowed to be here. No, no, they put the flask in the trunk last we saw. Oh, okay. They were just planning on leaving him behind at the motel when they got there, I guess. Um, okay. Well, anyway, uh, Bobby's watching them. He's planning on on helping them. Yeah, as Emma just said. Um. We uh we cut to them. Uh, it's all very heisty. They're in an electronics van right outside the building with the hacking rig set up. Uh, the boys are monitoring Charlie while she goes in. Uh, but then yeah, they notice that Bobby's flask is in her bag. He he slipped it in. Um, Charlie's having trouble moving, so Sam speaks her language in the form of Harry Potter. Uh, poor Charlie's gonna have a bad time in a few years. She gets in, there's a security guy in the office, though, and he determines through context clues that he likes her, so he says that she'll have to flirt her way past, unfortunately, for the situation, but not in general. She's a lesbian, uh, so Dean walks her through flirting, feeding her lines. This is the best scene in the episode. It's great. We will talk about this, I promise uh, yeah. you. Yeah, Dean's very good at flirting with men. <laughs> uh, she gets a partial success here uh, and invites him out and he lets her pass, but he does get end up getting suspicious uh, because her hacking takes too long. Um, so Bobby helps her, locking the door long enough for her to slip into the office bathroom. Uh, she comes out just as he opens it and distracts him long enough to grab the USB drive that she's downloaded the data onto. Smooth. Uh, she goes to her own office to send them the data for reasons I don't really understand. She could have just left, right? Because it was all on the on Literally. the thing. But uh, anyway, she does that, uh, and then Leviathan P is lurking around. Um, I she discovers then that a mysterious package from uh, oh, hang from on, Iran, she might have left right? Frank's drive by her desk. Oh yes, she did. She need to come back for the drive. She needs to go to wipe them off the drive. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's fair. And then is also sending them the data while she does this. Mm -hmm. Does this. Um, so yeah, um, the the she finds the mysterious packages coming from from Iran, right? I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's coming for Dick, so the boys are going to go try to intercept it. Uh, Charlie gets ready to pull out, but then runs right into Dick. Uh, the Leviathans receive the package, discover that there's a Borax bomb in it. Uh, we do then a fun, like, heist movie flashback to Charlie hacking the airline's email, uh, telling Dick the plane will be late, giving Sam and Dean enough time to grab the package and replace the contents. We see that they were disguised all along in that scene where Dick picks up the package as airport workers in the background, which is fun. Um, but back in the present, Charlie's still running into Dick. Uh, meanwhile, Sam and Dean open the box and see that it's a hunk of red clay. Uh, Charlie shows Dick the drive, which she's deleted some stuff from, and Bobby's trying to hold himself back from haunting Dick. Uh, he is starting to suspect Charlie, with there being nothing of use on the drive. 
Thankfully, he gets called away to check on that package, and we know what happens next. Charlie uses the opportunity of him exploding to get the hell out of her office, but Dick survives the explosion and calls security to lock down the building, just as she's in the foyer. Uh, he sees from his office that she's running, but Bobby goes big haunt mode. Uh, he breaks the window on the doors long enough for Dean and Sam to combat roll through the glass. Uh, but as he charges Pete, he like throws her into Charlie by accident without really realizing it. Um, Dean Borax is Pete. Sam grabs Charlie. Bobby starts going full paranormal activity on Dick, giving the boys and Charlie the chance to escape. In the denouement, Dick's real mad and eats his Leviathan courier, uh, and Charlie's gotten out of the hospital with her arm in a sling. She's disappeared before, apparently. Uh, Charlie isn't even her real name, so she's good. Uh, Dean and Sam talk about Ghost Bobby and him breaking Charlie's arm and what they're supposed to do, but Dean punts it down the road. This is kind of what I was talking about earlier of like, Dean clearly has conflicted feelings about this. He's like, we have to deal with this at some point, but it's Bobby. Yeah, see, this is what I'm saying. I think last episode was Buck Lemming's fault because this episode doesn't have the same Dean feeling, but whatever, it's fine. I mean, I think time has passed for him. Uh, Anyway. Uh, yeah, that's the episode. Um, I thought this was really fun. Uh, this yeah, this is this is fun. a this is a supernatural does a heist in a way that like like mm-hmm. a cyber heist, like a like an episode of Leverage or like I don't know some other heist. Why I knew you would love this episode. Yeah, it's great. It's fun. I love I love having to like feed lines to people as they sneak past a guard. I love the little like switcheroo stuff with the guard coming into the office and her talking her way past him. Like it's it's just fun. It's fun stuff. It's, it was tense. There were a lot of scenes where I was like, oh no, what's going to happen? Because they very cleverly had Felicia Day do all this stuff as a character who is vulnerable and could have died at any point. So there is actual genuine tension in these scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, we don't know that she's coming back. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did. Yeah, there but, were like... a couple times. <laughs> there were a couple times when this episode distracted me from Stardew Valley. The last episode <laughs> did not do that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, jumping back to the start, uh, I don't have a lot of notes on this first scene. I I mean, I guess like, okay, we know the full plan now. It's kind of what you would expect. Yeah. They're monsters who eat people and they've infiltrated the, every source of power. Like, obviously they're working on eating people faster. Yeah. Yeah. They want to be, I like that we get 1% said out loud here. Yeah. Very funny to me as well. Yeah, it is really, like, this is really compelling to me, the fact that Leviathans are basically infiltrating the already set, like, capitalism is already perfectly set up for them to do what they're doing. Like, Mm -hmm. they arrived at the perfect time to turn the world into their plaything by taking over the people who had already turned the world into their plaything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um... Bobby says the exact phrase is Bobby says is that this is about uh, Leviathans living here forever, one percenter style, while we march our dopey fat asses down yep. to the shiny new death camps at every corner. Yep. Which feels a little bit like supernatural, being like, "Look, we live in a society just because it's supernatural." Yep. But whatever. it's true. I mean, it's it's kind of idiocracy, idiocracy like inspired clearly of like, well, we're just gonna get dumber and dumber, like. It's fine to me because, like, what's happening is they're using what's already here to, like, literally, like, drug people. 
uh, in a mm-hmm. in a way that's like, yeah, okay, this is some classic like uh, dystopian future, like Brave New World shit. Like, I'm I'm fine with this. Yeah. Also, pretty mm-hmm. funny how Dean is like, well, we just don't need a Biggersons anymore, and Bobby's like, uh-huh. you stupid idiot, you think they're only buying Biggersons? Um, yeah. Yeah, like it's super easy to apparently control the, um. I don't know, the whole food industry, I guess. You get yeah, all the fast food, you get into the farming <laughs> business, done. Yeah, because the world is run by, like, six corporations. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Listen, like, if you the buy super Disney, mergers you can make massive movies about, yeah. like, wow, it's great to be eaten by Leviathans. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Just buy Disney. On 10 different brands. On 20 mm-hmm. different streaming services. Yep. That are all owned by the same people. And it wasn't even that, like, it wasn't even as bad in 2012. Yeah, but the writing was on this the wall. This is the, yeah, this is the do not build the evil monster laser. And now <laughs> the evil monster laser has been built. And we're like, oh, my God, they they knew about the evil monster laser. And I mean, yeah, no, they didn't. They can just draw a line past, between A and B. Like, 200 years. Yeah. <sighs> finally succeeded in building the mega corporation from supernaturals don't build the mega corporation <laughs> literally <laughs> well yeah and i mean that's what's great about it is like it's already here like we got the monsanto parody we've had the like um big evil drug company parodies like we have the the all the fast food chains are owned by the same like three people or whatever but, like yeah it's it's here um mm-hmm We get some flashbacks here, so that shows reminding us what's happening. Um, we get the email, uh, and there's not too much else to talk about until we get to Charlie's introduction. I do think it's funny that Sam like reads out the email. Oh, actually, before we do that, uh, you took a screenshot of Sam's email, right? Oh, right. Yes, yes. Let's look at Sam's email <laughs> or emails. I love when they give us little images like this. Who's Lexi Lou? Lucy Lou's evil twin. Uh-huh. Maybe. <laughs> so we see. Okay, so um, we have like from the bottom. Uh, he's got like notes. He's got junk mail. Uh, but then we get we see Fussy Fangs at social socialjustice.srv saying why question mark exclamation mark Maisie W at bestfriend.srv I can't remember the last time I slept so late. Rone Tree Web Services, please review the following information, whatever. Um more junk mail. Lexi Lou saying, Call me please. Uh Maisie saying I'm hungry and I need more sleep. <laughs> Uh, whatever Roan Tree is saying, urgent, uh, whatever's happening, I don't know, Sam, he's, he's getting, like, bank statements. Uh, Fussy Fang says something you might want to, many dots, think about, in a way that's kind of flirty. And then Lexi Lou at gmail.srv going, why it's haven't you called me? It's oh, Sorry, gtmail, you're right. Um, I think these are people that soulless Sammy may have hooked up with. <laughs> That's my yeah. read on the situation. Contacting him by email? And, and, yeah, well, you know. I guess he blocked their phone numbers. Yeah. Sam, you need to clean out your inbox. Do you think the joke was like... very funny? Because yes. one of them was like, make the crazy <laughs> girthing cheapest price. Do not weep for mouse man distance and longer. 
Yeah, it's good. Best winning streak is guarantee. Send her orbit Send station her orbit giant station times. Send her giant times. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um... Yeah, uh, I mean, obviously, like, of like them emailing him is silly, but I do like this little this little tidbit that's been sent in here. I'm now imagining Sam like doing archaeology on his past self that he like didn't like was not that like that was a different person, and the idea of him like seeing these remnants of that and like just ghosting these people, like, not even knowing how to deal with it and just pretending it doesn't exist is compelling to me, even though, like, I'm really reading into the situation. That's fun. I, I like feel like whoever decided he was... emails also, like, the little yes. file size on the side. Um, whatever Frank sent them with this whole message about, like, hey, just so you know, here's, like, a GPS link and everything is 1.3 meg, and Fussy Fangs, something you might want to think about, is 1.8 meg. <laughs> Yeah, does mm. she? Is there a, is there a picture She's embedded in really there? Hard about it, Lexi Lou's "Call Me There's Please" has one point eight also, which is definitely something attached. Uh -huh. That's great. I feel like whoever wrote "Why Haven't You Called Me" like knew what they were doing here. Re Sammy's history, particularly since that just got brought up last episode. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so they read the email. Um. And what really worries Dean is that, not that, you know, your new aliases and hangouts, but where they put baby. He's like, no. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. That's why I mentioned it in the synopsis. Is like, of course, that's the thing that he zeroes in on, not the it's fact so that their funny. identities have been compromised. Yeah. But yeah, then we meet Charlie. Then we meet Charlie. She does a little sing and dance in the elevator. I guess she's not singing. Yeah. She's just dancing. She's so cute. She said, this is the thing. She is tailor-made for us all to love her in a way that's like, I see it's what true. you're doing, but also I do love her exactly. because Felicia Day is very charming. People. I am not immune to girl bosses. She's got a great, she's I on a yellow that. moped. She's wearing a Princess Leia mm -hmm. rebel shirt over like a nice blue mm -hmm. jacket. Um... Her, her character design is very good. Like, the costuming department did good work here. She puts on her big, like, nice, like, headphones and starts listening to Walking on Sunshine. She goes into work. Um, we There's a great moment where she's in the elevator and she, like, looks around. It's like, no one's here. And then just, like, goes to town dancing to the music. It's so she's good. She's a cutie. Also, the, the directing in this episode, this is also what I was talking about it being a heist episode. We have the sort of like picture in picture um uh uh intercut shots like next to each other. I don't know how else to describe it. I think I mean I guess picture in picture is the is the phrase, but we see her like for example when the elevator Yeah, yeah. Um we we see her like look um out and then we get uh the other side of the screen is a close-up on her looking in a way that's like setting up the cinema cinematographic uh language of this episode in a way yeah. that i liked it's like okay this is what this like she's it's the low stakes version of her looking around and later we will get more of this but it's like high stakes and, and i like that it's cool yeah, this episode was directed by mm -hmm. john mccarthy not mccarthy um, no one oh, on set as Johnny Mac, apparently. This is his first directing episode in Supernatural, but he has three more. Uh, he was the second unit director on Snakes on a Plane. <laughs> Tied, but it's a motherfucking But, uh, he was also the first, uh, uh, assistant director on many episodes of Supernatural going back to 2006. So, it's cool that he gets his first, 
uh main episode here and it's a heist episode and he does he, he does it job. good it's very fun i mean I, a lot of this is also in the editing but like they shot it for the edit like they did those up close shots knowing what they were gonna do um i was looking to see if he directed any like heist up before it does not seem like it um in fact is this his only uh he, he's only directed four super episodes of supernatural and cold zone this episode is well directed he should have directed more stuff i guess he's mostly just an assistant mm -hmm. but oh well uh yeah the scene of her dancing in the elevator is extremely cute and also like big autistic mood of being like I will. I want to dance She's this music. Stimming. I know. I know. I can't do it because there are people around. But the moment I'm alone, she's stimming, mm -hmm. and it's a glass elevator too, which is yeah. really funny. So, like, feasibly, someone could someone be could seeing see her. her. Yeah, but... the camera is not in the elevator with her. We are watching the elevator go up as she dances in it. Um, and then we see her desk, which has all the nerd paraphernalia. Like I said, there's a prominent Tank Girl uh, poster. There's a Hermione bobblehead. She's got a Leia vinyl pop figure, which I hate those things. If, I, we have we've had the or Funko Pops here in their early days or whatever. When did Funko Pop mm -hmm. start? She has a, a bookshelf full of Star Wars bobbleheads. You uh -huh. know, if if Funko Pops were as mainstream as they are now, that bitch would be lined with them. Yeah. Instead, she just has one. She also has a bunch of Pez uh, figures, which is great. That is that, that is extremely like early, uh, like pre Funko, like uh, basic collectible stuff of like, oh, get all the Pez figures. Uh -huh. It's the entire cast of uh, Lord of the Rings, I believe. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that was like a huge thing in like the 90s. Yeah. I'm going to explode. Right? I'm on Funko.com yeah. right now because I'm trying to figure out when they were founded. Um, I have not found it yet, but. Um, they have on their about page, they have like career, uh, Funko blog, whatever locations, whatever careers, leadership, investors, and Funko cares careers icon is a Dwight Schrute Funko pop leadership is captain America's <sighs> no. Funko pop this. investors I is, this. I believe the this monopoly man. Um, this and then horrible. Funko cares <laughs> is like a soldier. I don't know if it's a character. There's like a, an Eagle on his hat. <laughs> Um, Funko Pop started being sold this in 2011. This is the worst timeline. So they were brand, brand new. Yeah. Ooh. Um, she's got a photo of a dog pinned up. That's cute. I don't know if that's her dog mm -hmm. or what. Uh, but yeah, she's Probably hacking into a dog. super pack. <laughs> donating money. To yes, it. and it's great. donating tons it's of like money. It's like $10,000. Yeah, I think the, the email is like... Something conservatives. <laughs> yeah, this is really funny, so like, uh, uh, hacker, just, like, TV hacker stuff. Run Extraction Worm Alpha 787.xx. Extract funds, quote, wire transfers, unquote, loop out. 10,002 animal lovers and lovers of the planet. Location dot donation. <laughs> I have no idea. What any of that should it use. doesn't mean anything. This is not. It doesn't mean anything. This it's is TV not hacking. what this would look like. Yeah, it's for us to know what's going on. Which it's fine. <laughs> it's fun. I wouldn't be able to recognize real hacking shit if they showed it to me either. Um, we then meet uh, Harry, who looks almost identical to the angry video game nerd. <laughs> He's got the current. Which angry video game? AVGN, nerd? the angry video game nerd, the guy. The, the oh one God. of the first like major YouTubers. What? Oh, 
Wow, truly, okay, I feel like I does live look like on an a angry video game. He does look like sometimes. <laughs> this is a corner of the internet that I don't go to, but he does look like that. He does look like that. I don't watch a lot of YouTube. You, yeah, but you, but you don't have to have seen anything from him to like still know about his impact on the culture of YouTube. It's fine. <laughs> There's like three YouTubers I watch. Sometimes. And the point is, this is the guy that invented the like uh, uh, early short form, like talking about a thing and getting mad at it YouTube genre. Mm. Except for him, it was a bit. That's the thing. That's the thing that sucks about like how time passes. Because like in reality, he's actually like a chill dude. And, like, the whole joke was him getting overly mad at video games to be that, like, type mm -hmm. of, like, you know, gamer that throws their controller at the wall or whatever, like, haha. Um, he was known for his very creative... He was, a parody. He was known for his very creative uh, uh, up swear words. I watched a YouTuber that had very creative swear words when I was a young, a young teen. Anyway, um... She's like, I'm a cool hacker girl, and they're, my boss isn't going to catch me using my work time to hack into the U.S. conservatives. It's so good. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, like, she has a bunch of pictures that are, like, kind of obscured that I've been trying to get a good look at. Um, I would check out her, oh, you know what, I'm going to check the trivia for the episode and see if someone's done the work. No, there's not. No, whatever. What the work that's been done here is the most basic. Like, yeah, we know that there's references to Lord of the Rings and Star Wars in this episode. Yeah. All right, fine. I'll have to do this myself. No one even brought up the Tank Girl poster. You were literally just talking about how it was the niche thing. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, she gets called in to to talk to Dick. Um. This is where we get the Dick thing of being like. Some humans are special. Yeah. I my when I, I wrote near the beginning of the episode, I was like, she's lucky they haven't just gooped her yet. And then Dick was like, some people you can't goop. Yep. And I was like, all right. There's stuff. Fair here, enough, I there's guess. There's stuff here about him. Like, I guess like the thing is, is when a Leviathan eats someone, they get all the stuff in their brain. Mm -hmm. So if this he's mad that he can't just like take her brain and give it to someone who's loyal to him. That she has, he has to actually like convince her to work with him and stuff instead of being able to directly control her. And I do think there's something compelling here about the way that like CEOs view the talented people who actually make their companies go and be like, "I wish I could control you. I I wish I could have your like abilities without having to deal with you as a person." Mm -hmm. I think later uh, she says, I guess you can't clone me. And he says, don't think that doesn't piss me uh -huh. off. Which is so like. That's funny. Red flag. Yeah. He's of not even trying. He's like literally not even trying. He is literally. But this is just how CEOs are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's like, I don't want to brag, but the world is my dinner plate. That's what I mean. That's, That's my favorite like, one. Goofy, goofy, fun little like you think it's a euphemism, but actually. I love it when villains make references. Yeah. Just They're for so themselves. Funny. They're literally it. doing this for shits and giggles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so he's like, 
he knows about her hacking the super packs. He's like, that's adorable. Uh, she's a high school dropout, because of course she is. Uh, she says, historically, I've had this problem with authority, so I realized the only way to get away with being me was to be as indispensable as possible, which is great. Happy Autism Awareness Day. Yeah, truly. <laughs> truly. Um, uh, he's like, it is April, so it is Autism Acceptance Month. Yep. Everyone accept me. <laughs> Thank you. Or else. <laughs> yeah, or else. Um, she, he's like, you're kind of completing me right now, Charlie. You have that spark. Which, which it's so which, he's so creepy. He's so creepy. I love Dick. Yeah. Yes, I am doing that on uh-huh. purpose, Emma. Ah, uh, so he's like, you have three days to get fired. Classic CEO shit. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh yeah, there was something that happened That's before this, right? Where she does the hand solo thing, which was great. Um, oh, so where he's true. like, my yeah. office now, and Harry goes, I love you, and she she smiles and he goes, I know. That's so so cute. I love you, you funky little lesbian. Uh-huh. Um so yeah, she starts doing her hacker shit. Uh this is when the war games uh reference occurs. And I was so excited to recognize it. Why are you proud of me? I am proud of you. I Thank mean, she you. does just straight up say it, but... But I knew it before she said it. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh my god, this is War Games. And she goes, War Games. I love that Frank is such a huge nerd here. I love that he programmed <laughs> this nonsense in. She goes, shall we play a game, bitches? Uh-huh. Well, and it's great, too, because for whoever this is, for whoever he was expecting to do this, the trap is typing in the password. So he was expecting whoever it was to get his stupid little reference immediately and fall into it. It's like a honey trap uh, in a way that I did mm-hmm. think was pretty good. And yeah, that's what sends the... It's when she types the password in that the email gets sent to Sam. Mm-hmm. And I love how <clears throat> when it glitches out the computer, he goes, nice try, zero, zero charisma. charisma. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking up to see, like, is this is this just a D&D reference? Did Frank play D&D? Because that's fun. Um, but also mm-hmm. apparently it could be a reference to E.T. Um, where some another character calls calls someone zero charisma as a as a burn. Mm. I mean, you wouldn't hack with charisma; you'd hack with int. So, <laughs> actually, <laughs> <laughs> no. I just mean like if it was if it it'd be zero int, or if it was a D and D reference. So I think it's probably an E.T. reference. Well, I feel like he's also being like, whoever is smart enough to hack my shit must be a goddamn nerd. Yeah. Um, Bobby gives them a, an interesting plan here of like, what if you mailed the flask to the office? Yeah. It's very cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like, you can't do that because you'll run into him and go vengeful. He's um, so right, though. Like, they should be making more use of the fact yeah. that they have a ghost on their team. Yeah. Uh, cut back to Charlie, who pulled an all-nighter. Harry, Harry's such a bro. He's like, I'll get us some coffee. I assume you want some crack in yours? And she goes, yes, please. <laughs> They're cute. She's, I guess. Mm-hmm. Anyway, then the computer goes, ding. Yeah. She's in. He has a folder called March of Dimes, which is a nonprofit yeah. organization for mothers and babies. What is that for? Um, This is... I believe Frank referenced this earlier. He's like, is it the market mark March of Dimes? Um, I think maybe back in Slash Fiction. 
Uh, oh yeah, he does when when they first introduce themselves to him, he wants to know if they're from the March yeah, of Dimes. Yeah, so the joke is that he thinks an innocuous charity is a is a like uh front for some kind of shady stuff. Oh yeah, he did say you're right it was slash fiction. Who sent you NSA the Phoebe March of Dimes? March of Dimes, yeah. Okay, that's I guess the, he's he's putting together receipts on this nonprofit. Uh-huh. He's ready for the call out post. <laughs> He's got a Google Doc ready. Uh-huh. <laughs> he wouldn't put it on Google. No, I was making a reference to call-out posts. No, I know, but he wouldn't put his call-out posts in okay. Google. Um, this is where we get the... Uh, does she have a crushed can of monster energy on her desk? Probably. It's funny. Um, yeah, this is where we get... Uh, She's like, should I do it? And then we get a close-up of Hermione. <laughs> like, she makes eye contact with her, and she's like, you're right, H, you're always right. And then she gets to work. So, of course, she goes to look in the Dick Roman Enterprises yeah. folder um, and learns all about Leviathans. Um, yeah. Does not take it seriously, because it is very weird. Like, Frank is, like, it's deep in Frank voice, so it's like, cut yeah. one, you see black goo, we're through the looking glass, blood is black and black is blood. <laughs> It's great. I love that he it's writes so the way funny. he talks. The Superman of monsters. Send it to the moon if King, you what can. What does it even mean? It's so stupid. The show is dumb, you guys. <laughs> and he says, so presumably, which means Charlie reads, the top boss is Mr. Dick Roman. He runs the show. And then when she meets Sam and Dean, they're like, yeah, Dick Roman is a Leviathan. And she's like, oh, that makes sense. Like, what are you talking about? You knew this already. Now. Yeah. Whatever. And they they literally say actually he's their boss like she knew that yeah. already. I guess she mostly just like didn't believe it, but um. So yeah, Pete goes down for a smoke and then gets eat, and she sees that and is like, holy shit, there's monsters. Um, we see her house. She lives in a nice ass apartment, but I guess she does yeah, work she as does. like a a software engineer for an extremely wealthy company. So that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, she probably gets good yeah. fucking pay. And if she needed to, she could hack money from super packs into it's her bank true. account, apparently. <laughs> oh, before we get to see Charlie's apartment, though, Dick Roman, before eating Pete, oh, sorry, before letting his assistant eat Pete, um, oh, right. does some name dropping where he says Bruce Springsteen right. Eli and Eli Manning and Charlie are irreplaceable, but, you know, uh -huh. who is replaceable? Pete Joe and Biden. <laughs> and Joe Biden. This is so funny. It's I this, was like, oh, God, no. This joke aged like fine wine. It's so good. Oh, my God. In this yeah. same episode, <laughs> he has a private jet courtesy of Mr. Trump. Yeah. Oh, my God. he. It, I didn't That's catch that. That's not allowed. Oh it's my in God. the email. Yeah. So it's on the screen. Oh, girl. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I think TV shouldn't be allowed to go on for this long. <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah it's it was great i wrote that down also i forgot that it was here i thought it was later it's so funny. this show ended in the biden era technically did it god don't say that i mean he wasn't inaugurated oh not inaugur what's the word oh right yeah but he did win no it is inauguration i was like coronation yeah. <laughs> coronation yeah no it was post-election that the show ended king joe yeah because uh, 1518 Despair aired on November 5th. Exactly. Uh -huh. um, we were still counting votes, but that means that by the time the finale yeah. came out, the votes were counted. 
I do love her. She gets the phone call and she's like, not feeling well, lady thing. Uh, gotta go, cramps. Yeah, <laughs> the, the most like is that. Yeah, well, it's also the so most tricky. like um, uh, phoning it in possible way. Like she's barely acting. Uh huh. She's just like playing the script. Well, like, what is he gonna call her yeah. on it? I don't think yeah, so. Exactly. It's great. Um. Also, fun is she looks at the at the. Uh, at her Darth Vader figurine, like it's the glass of water in Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Like the I didn't make that yeah, connection, like, but you're so their right. Footsteps down the hall are causing its vibrations. She's like, got I gotta get out of here. It's going. so good. It's really good. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, Dean and Sam burst in, looking extremely scary, and she picks up her like prop sword and is like, "Get away from uh-huh. me!" And they yeah, break it. They fucking break her sword. No, she swings it at him, right? She hits him, she and, it hits him and it breaks. They don't he break broke it. it by being in the way. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's just so massive. Physical and sexual behemoth. <laughs> Stop. I don't ever want to hear those words again. Look what you did. You're killing Wyatt. <laughs> anyway, she looks very small in this scene because yeah. these men are so big, and she is They are not. so big, and she's, yeah. Yeah. So, How tall is Felicia today? Sam later is like, we send the 90-pound girl in. No, Dean said that. She's 5'5". Five, five. Oh, She's not even short. They're just big. They're just so big. Yeah, 5'5 five, five is totally average size, right? She she probably can't even give blood. What? You, there's a, there's a weight requirement. Because she's gay? Qualify. Oh. <laughs> no! Because she's <laughs> so she small! She's gay men. That's true, right? It's only men. I'm I'm mostly making a dig at Emma. Thanks. Oh right. I can't Got donate it. blood. I haven't been able <laughs> right. to in a little bit. But because okay. it just knocks you out. No, they won't let me. Because it would knock you out. Because it could knock me out. I would yeah. be fine. I know this. Okay. Um. So yeah, they do the borax thing to be like, hey, we're all we're all humans here. Um. And then we get the fun mm-hmm. little secret corp advertisement. Which is fun. They need more friends who who won't weenie out of an imposter test. <laughs> like, you know Charlie has seen the thing. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, and she, no fucking hesitation. Yeah. I mean, it's only Borax. At worst, yeah. you'll get a chemical burn. But, like, still. This is like the bit in Phineas and Ferb where they're like, our friends are so great. We say we're going to douse you in ant pheromones. And they're like, okay. <laughs> yeah um uh the commercial is fun because it's like heavy on the americana angle um yeah. well, oh, yeah. the, the, the voiceover kind of green yeah whatever sorry the, go on the voiceover goes america a nation of greatness a nation of hard-working individuals blend uh-huh. rest assured no one works harder for you than secret corp here at secret corp your well-being is our number one priority secret corp eat well live well um yep. over like images of a the farm statue of liberty, statue of liberty the lincoln memorial the capital building yeah. uh buildings farmers people eating food food america american flag yep. logo and of course, it's corn that they're eating, the most American crop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does seem kind of funny that, like, it's going for the, like, GMOs are evil angle, but, like, it's fine. I'm not, like, mad at the politics of this, I guess. 
they're not actually saying that in real life GMOs are evil. So well, whatever. The people who make GMOs are evil is the thing. Exactly. Monsanto is evil. Yes, but like in in the fiction here, the GMOs are going to make you, yeah. you know, fat and stupid and ready to be eaten. Yeah. I mean, there is also, I've seen critique about GMOs from indigenous farmers about, like, we don't know what modify, what, like, this is going to do, etc. Like, there, there is, there is reasonable, yeah, there GMOs is critique are complicated. That, like, like, you could make, but the people who are, like, yes. you must eat organic because GMOs are yes. unnatural. Organic is, like, is also a scam. what you're going for here. Yeah. Yeah, or... The only difference, I read a book in my social justice class about um, migrant farmers in Washington, and the apparently the only difference between the organic blueberries and the regular blueberries that came out of that farm is that the organic blueberries weren't sprayed with the same pesticides. It was just downwind. Yeah. Yeah, organic is a And ever scam. since then, I've been like, okay, organic is yeah. bullshit. Um... Anyway, they, they, they're quickly friends. Charlie's like, everything was coming up me, and now all this is happening. Um, she has Arwen as her, as her uh, desktop wallpaper. She's like, I should have taken of that job at Google, does. which is Gay so ass. funny. It's so funny. Uh, she's like, yeah, okay, I get it. Dick's going to kill me. I can't go yeah, back to my Sam old life. Yeah, Sam goes like, you didn't volunteer for this. And she's like, yeah, but now I am. Because she's a good person. Yeah. 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 So they agreed to do a heist. Heist, heist, heist. Hell heist. yeah. Dean knows what Bluetooth is. Out of character <laughs> for him, I think. <laughs> Dean feels like kind of guy is like, it's not wired, I don't trust it. <laughs> um She does the uh she does the fun thing with the key card, uh, where she gets like a uh a, a fake backing. yeah, false backing to it. I like that. It was fun. Mm-hmm. So good modern high stuff um they do they put the cameras on a recorded loop they give her 15 minutes she's like if it takes longer than 15 minutes for me to hack his desktop she deserves to be eaten dean goes i like her yeah it's so good De- her and dean are so cute uh later he'll call her like she's the little sister i never wanted or something like that yeah oh it's so sweet yeah. i love them that's his fucking bestie don't even talk to me oh don't even fucking talk to me. Don't speak to me. Yeah, they're arguing. They they notice that the flask is missing. Uh, she sings "Walking on Sunshine" to herself under her breath because she's nervous. They they don't notice the flask is missing. They see it in her bag. Yeah, that's what I mean. Through the cameras. Okay. They notice it in her bag. That is like oh yeah, and then she she's like oh they put this in here for me, and she takes a drink of it. It's like oh good idea. <laughs> bit of, bit so of courage. She's got to be confident in her hacking skills if being a little bit tipsy will it's not. Just a, it's in just one. She had like Peter. one swallow. Yeah. Maybe two later, I think. Maybe it's just because I'm a lightweight, but if Actually, I had this like is an actual Jean was like, drinking. mouth. This is like hard liquor. That's true. Yeah, it's whiskey. And if I if I take like, I, I took a shot of whiskey at a party and I was out of it for like two hours. If Wait, I drink okay. that much alcohol that fast, I am so like blissed out. <laughs> we know, we know that she parties. She goes to like gay bars. She she um, can hold that's her true. liquor. She probably does. Alex just sighed so loudly <laughs> and so disappointedly at me. Um. So, so yeah, then sounds like Harry Potter pep talk. Yeah, Hermione. 
Uh, yeah, and I was like, oh, Charlie okay. gets so well. into it, she starts being like, and then she ends up with the wrong, and Sam cuts her off. Yeah. Um, She's a Harry, I am, Hermione I'm, shipper. like, very lucky that I didn't see this episode when I was, I don't know, 15. Um, uh-huh. I would have immediately pack bonded with Charlie to an You're also You were also a uh, Harry, Hermione shipper? No, but I hated Ron. Ah, uh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Not to air out extremely old. Yeah, let's old talk more discounts. about Harry Potter. <laughs> I mean, this is the thing: is like we. Grown... I was ready to like not mention the Harry Potter. I, we have but... to talk guess... about it. Like this is the most like of the moment thing ever. Like this is as much as I'm mad about it now. Like, yeah, like this is this... What, this is what I'm saying. Like Charlie is a v- extremely like like this is what you know white girls in fandom were interested in. You know, yep. like the the feminist angle of like she actually saves Harry in practically every book. Like, uh-huh. yeah, that's exactly what she would be saying. Yeah. And I know this because that's what I was saying. Yeah, exactly. This is the thing is like she's not a bad Your character. Like sports. she is the perfect encapsulation of like this type of nerd at this time period. Yeah, I knew bitches like this. My mom probably said that t- that sort of fucking thing. <laughs> and then Dean says, "Oh, you go, Dumbledore." Yeah. That's um part of a reaction gif post somewhere. Of course it is. Um, I think it was like the prompt was like, does Supernatural have a gif for Harry Potter or something? Uh-huh. Um, Charlie's like, I'm in. I've always wanted to say that. She's so cute. I love She's her so, so much. She's so cute. I would do anything for her. Um, and um, then and then Dean gets her past the security guard with some yeah we have yeah flirting. let's talk about this scene now why the fuck yeah like Robbie Thompson <laughs> I'm shaking you by the shoulders I know you're working on the prequel right now so you're busy but can you please sit down with me and explain Charlie says I don't know how to flirt with men I'm a lesbian and Dean says oh don't worry I can do that for you I can help you with that I this straight man I'm going to help you a lesbian flirt with a man for normal reasons. Mm-hmm. The heterosexual explanation is that he knows what would he knows what turn him what, on. Yeah, exactly. He exactly. knows what he would want women to say to him, but it's still like the show it's knows. So like, funny. He looks at Sam's like never speak of this. He says he goes this never happened. And the thing is, a lot of the like a lot of the shit he's feeding to her is not actually what Dean likes women to say to him. I guess that's true. Like they're just lines out of movies. Yeah. Also, they didn't have to do the this never happened. The, like, you're just calling attention to the fact that it is happening. Uh-huh. I mean, they're doing that because it's uh-huh. funny. Because the, they exactly. want the audience to be like, haha, Dean's flirting with a guy. Exactly. Um, exactly. You can't have Dean flirt with a man just because you think it's funny and then pretend that it didn't happen. Um, like, you did make got- Dean do that, though. Even if it was a joke, it happened. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> we also need to pull back here of, like, this is where she's like, yeah, I'm a lesbian. Yeah. Uh, and Dean's like, uh, oh, uh, pretend he has boobs? And sh- she makes a face and goes worse. Yeah, really silly. <laughs> uh, Dean's like, yeah. you have any tattoos? Tattoos are sexy. And she's like, mine's a Princess Leia in a slave bikini, straddled like a 20-sided die. I was drunk. It was Comic-Con. Dean goes, we've all been there. And we've Sam all been gives there. him like a look. Uh-huh, I want to know what kind of embarrassing <laughs> Dean, tattoos Dean what is Dean your drunk has. tattoo from Comic-Con? God, I love them. They're siblings. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I can excuse then... this in-universe um, because, again, women can do whatever they want, and she was drunk. Um, but I think the slave bikini is an interesting choice. I uh-huh. don't 
like mm-hmm. that writing decision. I think that mm-hmm. doesn't no. I don't even have like words for that. Why would you choose the most objectifying outfit possible? Like it would be the so nice is... if it was like Leia in her Leia costume, mm-hmm. doing you know being sexy on a on a D twenty like whatever. In the objectification outfit, hmm. Yeah, I. The thing is, is this is a man writing a woman who is attracted to women. Mm-hmm. So essentially, he just transfers whatever like sexuality onto her and assume it maps specifically like she acts very much like a dude quote unquote like one of the guys or whatever and that's just because men don't know how to write gender non-conforming women or whatever particularly (laughs) Um, if they don't know any yeah exactly so like men are like ooh, the slave leia uh costume is hot some women are too i'm sure um but then this this woman who hooked up with someone at a reproductive rights conference also thinks slave leia is hot does not connect i mean she's clearly embarrassed by it like she was drunk she's not proud of it which like makes it work more for me as as a joke but Mm -hmm. yeah yeah like it's fine but it it very much like yeah it makes it clear to me how yeah like this is just like if a How... if a nerdy guy was also a lesbian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what would I get tattooed drunk at Comic Con? Or what is the funniest thing for this woman mm-hmm. to have co- tattooed from her from her drunk Comic Con? Like, it's not it. It was it's it was a decision made without thinking about the actual character and what the character would do, even if she's drunk. <laughs> anyway, um... more importantly, we learned that Dean is. Dean thinks tattoos are sexy. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> he goes start with a smile. She like has the most like pasted on like just baring it's her horrible. teeth like an animal like type of like not it's like horrible. not smile. It's horrible. It's great. Uh, he's like relax. Uh, and then he says, "You just got home, and Scarlett Johansson's waiting for you." And then she's like, "Ah," and like smiles more normally. <laughs> it's so good. So 2012. Uh huh. I know, I know. And then, and then, yeah, she's like, just like you, I mean, when you're not at the gym, you work out with all your free time? He's like, try to hit the gym at least three times a week, get back to my fighting weight, which is like, backstory for this character, I guess he used to be a boxer. <laughs> or an MMA yeah. fighter. And then the, we get like a fun split screen, so we can see all three of them. Yeah, this is where we get the split the screen effect, yeah. Um, and... Dean goes, it shows you look amazing. And Sam looks at him and he, and Charlie like repeats what he says. It's so funny. It's so funny because Dean is being gay. Like that's the punchline of the scene. Uh-huh. I love Sam's like muffling a laugh. Yeah. Yeah. And Dean goes, Stop laughing, Sammy. And Charlie, being autistic, just repeats it too. And yeah. then realizes yeah. she's fucked up. She's like, You've never heard that bar of that bar? Stop laughing, Sammy. It's a good cover. She 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 recovers very quickly. Uh-huh. And she's got If that had happened like, to me, I would have been like, uh In my head, she's pretending she's talking to Scarjo because she's got the body language down. She does a little hair twirl at one point. Yeah, she's working in it. Yes. She's doing good. She gives him a wink as she walks by, nice. and then the moment she's past him, her like expression falls away. It's good. That's literally what I it's literally what happens when I get done checking in a patient and they walk away. <laughs> yeah. It's a customer service place. 
Um, anyway, she oh, gets past prob- him. She horrible. goes, I feel dirty. And Dean goes, you and me both, sister. I love gay people. So true. Yep. Yeah, it's good. Um, she breaks into the thing. She does the hacking. Um, this is where the little, like, security guard, like, Bobby switcheroo thing happens. It's mostly just... It's not action, but yeah, it's mostly just like physical things happening. The way it's like, yeah, it happens, but it's fun. Like the way yeah, they do it all. There's not much to talk good. about except that it was good. Um, yeah, Dick Roman's password is winning without a one for each eye. <laughs> yeah. That's so. Oh, funny. also, shout out to Charlie for wearing gloves while doing this heist. Oh, I know. Yeah. I was literally, I was like, oh my God, gloves. Good yes, girl. Yes. Smart. Uh, she writes her phone number you know on, her, he's gonna on pay his for arm. That forensic shit. He plays himself very haplessly here. <laughs> it's like, what's going? On? Like, I don't know what's going on really, but I guess that just happened. And and he knows because he knows if he says anything, He'll, he's, he's going to get in trouble that. for letting her past. Yeah. So all he's going to do is be like, okay, I'm going to pretend that never happened, and hopefully it never doesn't come back to bite me in yeah. the ass. Uh, she did not eject that flash drive properly because obviously she couldn't. Um, and so I oh, forgive yeah. her, but wouldn't it be so funny if she got it back and it was all like wiped <laughs> it was because she didn't Because she it. yanked it out, yeah. I never eject a flash drive. I never drive. had that happen to me, I just want to know. Yeah, yeah, me neither. I've never had that no happen to me. No one treats flash drives maybe... well. No. I'm very careful with They're my flash drives, so I've meows. never had that happen, but because I'm scared that it would happen. That's fair. Anyway, she's very smooth here. Like, I'll give you the full I love the little dance she goes she she goes around him oh, as yeah. she goes gotta go bye yeah the blocking in the scene is fun mm-hmm. it's very organic to use a theater term yeah she does she does a great job um good job Charlie then they do the rest of the heist they switch out the package <laughs> and reveal it to us afterwards which is fun we finally get the boys yeah. in fun little costumes again yeah so yeah they haven't worn so costumes true. in so long they just keep doing their suits mm-hmm. for the fbi shtick now yeah. they're finally in costumes um they got the like sammy big... looks so cute in his little goggles in his little goggles <laughs> yeah, they got the goggles they got the big ear muffs on yeah to hide their whole the face it's very things, fun yeah uh then I love the borax bomb. Yeah, that's fun also. Yeah. And I love Dick. He's like, now who could have done that? Uh (laughs) He's so mad. Um, I love him. They only show uh, Sam and Dean from behind, but you can clearly see from the hair that it's Sam uh, in the previous (laughs) scene with the the switcheroo. So that's fun. Mm -hmm. I'd recognize that mane anywhere. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Uh, this is where she gets confronted, and I was, even though I knew she was coming back, I was extremely tense in this scene. Yeah, I was really worried for her. Yeah. Anyway, Bobby's standing behind them, trying so, so hard to focus, and Dick's like, hmm, did it just drop 10 degrees in here? Yeah. Yeah, he's a yeah. scary ghost. Ooh. I love this, because it's like, what is the Leviathan supposed to do to a ghost? Like, Bobby uh-huh. just wins this encounter later. Yeah, the only reason Dick got out of it is because Bobby left. Yeah. Because the flask left. Yeah. Um, let's see. Anyway, the bomb explodes. Uh, the building gets locked she down. She books it. Bobby stops, or, or steps in, rather. They have a fight scene. Yeah, him... Um. Oh, wait, there is a little... Th- sorry, I did want to talk about... Um. He's like, how do you do it? You broke the unbreakable. What's the thought process? Walk me through it. 
She's like, nothing's unbreakable. Nothing's safe if you poke at it long enough. He's like, nothing's safe. I like that. Yeah. And then he gets exploded and he goes, oh, nothing is so safe, scary. apparently. Yup. Yup. That's funny. Um, he, I love him. He's like, I love when he gets mad. You invent guns and iPads and viruses. Holy crap, you could be crafty. Yeah, this is the interesting thing. Like, he doesn't want, unlike the demons, he's a scarier villain because he doesn't want to wipe out humanity. He wants to rule humanity. Like, he's he's very uh, vampiric in that way. Uh, reminds me of the plot line in Castlevania where they're like, well, we don't want to wipe the humans out, but we do want to, like, rule over them as overlords and keep them as cattle. And then, like, sometimes there'll be cool ones that we'll like, but most of them are just food. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when we get this big action scene, it's good. Uh, I like the stupid combat rolls that Sam and Dean do through it's the window. So it's a good stunt. Funny. It's fun. Glass explodes everywhere. Um, Bobby uh, throwing Pete. Yeah. Um, Dick is like acting off of Bobby, like trying to talk to him, even though he can't see Bobby. Uh huh. Um, but also, actually, maybe he briefly can. I don't know. Whatever. He says, "Show yourself." And he's like, he's like, tuning the scenery a little bit. But I just thought it was kind of funny because he's like visibly not talking to anybody. Yeah. You know, like also, he's, he's in like a he's got like a bow tie on this whole time. He's in like <laughs> yeah, he came tops. from a, like a white collar event yeah. or a, a black tie event. I mean, yeah, um, whatever. It's, it's great. It's kind of silly, but it's fun. Yeah. Anyway, he sees they the get boys. Out of there. Well, he he's like you're hanging with the wrong crowd, kiddo, which is good. But yeah, then then yeah. they get out of there. They get out of My there. My brother in Christ, you um, eat people. Tra- <laughs> the, Charlie goes, "Why didn't you kill him?" And Sam goes, "Cause we can't yet, but we will." And Charlie goes, "The really evil ones always need a special always sword." A special she's so sword. funny. That's exactly how Supernatural does work. Yep. No, she's right. <laughs> she's so right. Like, okay, I'm gonna pass out now. Mm, all really the all day. the uh, adrenaline is drained out of her system. She just collapses. Yeah. Also, she broke her arm. Yeah. Uh, Dick Roman angrily eats his courier. <laughs> yeah then uh uh the the guy goes please don't bib me and he goes bib you why would i waste a perfectly good yeah. meal and then chomp yeah it's fun um he's so mad toes mad say goodbye <laughs> then, to her. Uh, charlie's like okay the best way to thank me is to not ever contact me again <laughs> um and then she's she says the thing about like how she's disappeared before her name is not really charlie bradbury um then she does a little vulcan salute and goes peace out yeah. bitches peace out bitches <laughs> I love her. I would do this is, And this is where Dean's her. like, she's kind of like the little sister I never wanted. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a great send-off to this character, even though we know that she's coming back. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about her having disappeared before, because she gives the vibe of, like, being relatively inexperienced to all this, like, subterfuge stuff. I mean, not really, because she wears the gloves, but, like, she has the wisdom. She doesn't have the direct, like, street smarts, if that makes sense. But... Well, yeah, but you don't have to have, like, street smarts to wipe yourself it's out of true. records and make yourself a new, like, birth certificate and ID. It's true. And she doesn't... You just need to have the right connections and the computer Yeah, space. and she isn't that sad about having to leave all her stuff behind, so I guess I guess it works. I was just, like, surprised by that, because they'd framed her differently, but that's fine. I like... I, I still like it. It's like, you think my name is really Charlie Bradbury? Which I, is the implication is that there that she named something? herself after Ray Bradbury? Okay, that was my question, too. I don't know who Ray Bradbury is. What? What? Okay, well, okay, fine! Let me Google! I might know who it is. The Fahrenheit 451 guy. 
Oh, okay. From the Martian and Chronicles like and uh, oh, uh, something wicked names. this way comes. I forgot that. Okay, well, please don't kill me. I've never read any of his books. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. He's just one of the fathers of modern science fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I haven't read any Asimov either. Yeah, he's better than Asimov. And I've only ever read Frankenstein. I don't even like yeah, Frankenstein. I'm much. a sci-fi poser. That's fine. Um, yeah, then the boys, so she's gone, she's off. The boys have their little conversation about Bobby. Yeah, Sam's like, Charlie got a freaking arm broken. Dean's like, he didn't mean it. And Sam's like, exactly, he's not in control. That was vengeful spirit crap. He's like, but he's still Bobby. Sam says, if he really goes there, he won't be anymore, and we won't be able to pull him back, and what are we supposed to do? And Dean's like, yeah, I know, but we just need to deal with this right now, and then we'll figure out what to do with Bobby. Yeah, I mean, this is still, this is most of what we talked about last time, so we don't really need to relitigate this, but. I don't know. I'm, for one, I'm cheering for Bobby to just annihilate Dick. Annihilate that Dick. Obliterate that twink. He's not I want in that control. twink obliterated. Dick. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> All right. See, he and Crowley are perfect for each uh -huh. other. So that's the episode, basically. We kind of talked about the stuff about Charlie already. Um, yeah, it's fun. Heist episode. I like that Supernatural is like weaving in... I don't know. I as, as goofy as the Leviathans are, I continue to find them compelling. I like that Supernatural mm -hmm. has become like a hacker heist show for, for like the fact... Because they're like using technology. The boys need to get people to help them deal with stuff that they don't have any expertise yeah, in. Yeah, they live in a society. Like yeah, they have to yeah. they have to deal with the police yeah. state. Um okay. So, um I'll do Felicia Day last. Um Victor the Leviathan Couriers played by Darcy Laurie, who was also Dix and Dark Angel, Bob Tremblay in Intelligence, Delino in Battlestar, Galactica, Airman Dunning in Stargate Universe, Frank Cosmo in the Romeo section, Roy Suarez in nineteen Two and Ralph in Brand New Cherry Flavor. Um, the security guard uh, was played by beloved Canadian voice actor Michael Adam Thwaite, who was also Tsukasa in Boys Over Flowers, Truffle in Trouble Chocolate, Funu Muchai in Infinite Rivius, Seki in Tokyo Underground, Isaac Jewell in Gundam Seed, Anthony Rester in Death Note, Ribbons Allmark in Gundam 00, uh, Jay in Ninjago, Jake Soro in The New Adventures of Peter Pan, Toshiro Hijikata in Gintama, Dern in Nerds and Monsters, uh, Zen Block in Super Noobs, and Shuttle in Tomboy Galaxy Detectives. Uh, the front security guard is played by Danny Watley, who's also Coach Gained in Superman, Superman and Lois. Um, and lastly, uh, we have Felicia Day, whose uh, history is vast. Um, her early career, one of the first things she was in was um, she was uh, V in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, she wrote, as we said earlier, uh, was the writer and star of The Guild, uh, the web show. She hosted Geek and Sundry, um, the, was the, uh, hosted web tabletop with Will Wheaton as part of that. Uh, she's the one that got Critical Role off the ground because those guys were playing that game privately and she was like, you should stream it, uh, thereby making them a billion dollars, um, she was, of course, in Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog um, as uh, Penny. Um, she's guest starred in numerous things. She was Dr. Holly Martin in Eureka. 
Uh, she was, um, what was her character in uh, The Magicians? Poppy Klein. Um, yeah, she she is like, oh, she's also Talus in Dragon Age 2. Um, she was in Monster Prom. Yeah, she's been in a billion stuff. She's like the internet, like, uh, feminist geek icon. Um, there was, there was, like, she was harassed a lot during Gamergate, of course, as every, like, internet woman was. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she's an icon, and she's here now. Also, she's in Mystery Science Theater 3000. She's in the remake of that. Um, yeah. Uh, so, that's us done. Um, next week, we are talking about... Uh, hold on. Oh, next week we're doing the last three episodes, huh? Gonna yeah. be a, is next week. Yeah, gonna be a big week next week. Oh damn! Uh, then those episodes are called uh, "Reading Is Fundamental." There will be blood and survival of the fittest. Huh. Season finale next time. Look forward to that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it'll be a long one. Yep. And then and then it's season eight, bitches. Yeah, and season we'll be taking eight. our usual break. Season um, eight. Beyond that, we yep. should be back on. Schedule more or less. There may be other things that come up on Sundays, but um, I will soon have more free time because class is ending for me soon. Um, so yeah, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, until next time, we're gonna be, uh, you know, talking about ghosts, being like, well, uh, I don't know, I don't know, Ash. I feel like no, sorry, I don't know, Castiel. I think you've haunted the podcast long enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, come back, Cass. <laughs> God, he's literally alive and they just won't let him be in the show anymore. Yep, yep. He's just, he's, they put him on a bus. He's out Just there. like me getting on this bus to this podcast. The Last Ones by Jazar on freemusicarchive.org. Licensed under an attribution share alike 3.0 international license. Find the link in the episode description. <laughs>